tip today in association with Slattery's of Pecan, your main Peugeot dealer for over 50 years in the Premier County. Slattery'sGarage.ie Welcome along to Tip Today, 1800-938-007. Our free phone number it won't cost you to make that call. And Emma is looking after the programme today. Coming up on the show today, it's a rather special Tip Today uh, Christmas show. Johnny Luby is with me live in studio. We'll chat in just a few moments' time. Uh, looking forward to having many of our loyal listeners and uh, contributors sharing their Christmas memories and cracking banter with us uh, today. Andrew will be along a little later on with a kind of a best off where the, the kids are concerned and we promise you I've been listening to uh, some of the edits on it and um, you're going to love it just after 10 o'clock today. You're going to absolutely love it. And we have our Friday panel which will look back I suppose on 2023 as well. So all of that and much much more on the way. You can text and WhatsApp right throughout uh, the programme 083 311 and you can email tip today at tipfm.com. Let's have a look at the front pages. The Irish exam they're leading with the story that Ireland's human rights watchdog has launched high court proceedings against the government over its failure to provide accommodation to all international protection applicants. Also on the examiner today, a man charged with the attempted murder of three, three children in Dublin last month said, I'm a sick person, when a number of charges were put to him. And also another uh, tragic story, a four-year-old boy stabbed to death by a woman in East London is understood to be the son of an Irish national with close ties to the South East as well. As we look at the Irish Times and they're making reference to that man charged over the Parnell Square stabbings as well. Um, there's a photograph, however, on the front of the Irish Times of uh, people who fled onto a ledge at Prague's uh, Charles University during the mass shootings uh, yesterday. And it's an unbelievable uh, photograph. In fact, I was there um, in January of, of this year and uh, the area that the university is in, it's it's really in the, in the centre there where all the tourists uh, go and it's a very beautiful part of the city. So you can't imagine uh, that tragedy happening. I think it's 10 people at this point. Um, dead and many, many uh, injured as well. Um, on the Irish Times today as well, prosecutions for crimes carried out during the Troubles, including murders and bombings, should be formally abandoned by the Irish and British governments. Now, that's according to the former Attorney General and uh, politician uh, Michael McDowell. Um, I find, find that kind of interesting because uh, only on Wednesday the government announced that it would take... Um, action indeed against the United Kingdom uh, before the European Court of Human Rights over its legacy plans. So that's going to be interesting. Um, the Irish Independent and their main story, planning objectors will be forced to abide by new rules in a clampdown on demands for go-away money that's amid a housing crisis. Uh, there's been uh, multiple allegations of money being sought to withdraw uh, applications. And finally, a look at the Daily Mail. And uh, it's an incredible story in a lot of ways if you've been following the Sinn Féin stance on immigration. 
but uh, their story telling us that Ukrainian refugees who are not working in critical jobs should not automatically be allowed to remain in Ireland beyond March of 2025. That's according to the Sinn Féin leader, Mary Lou MacDonald. Uh, an EU-wide temporary protection order for Ukraines um, expires in uh, 16 months, at which point... Uh, uh, Mary Lou believes that you have to differentiate between who wishes to go home and those who wish to stay. So it certainly is a harder stance on immigration and you can't help but wonder, has that got something to do with them losing quite a lot of support because of the immigration stance? Anyway, there you go. And again, if you want to make comments on any of that, 083 311 Johnny is with me in studio. Morning, Johnny. Morning, friend, and good morning to the listeners of Tip FM, yeah. It's great to see you in person rather than <laughs> <laughs> on the phone, yes. And uh, dressed up for once. <laughs> <laughs> They'll suit on you as well. You That's right, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You, You're in remarkable good shape considering that you were out and about, to say the least. God, yeah, friend, we had a kind of a, uh, like the Grand National, we had a rough, tough, most <laughs> gruelling week that was possible, you know. I was up in that wonderful neck of the woods there that what we call Calais. Yeah. Uh, there, it's uh, just beyond Templemore, you'll see a signpost, Calais, turn to the left, and if you go up the uh, Borussia Road out of Templemore, you'll see a signpost, turn right. So it's uh, there, to come back along that road, it's a long, straight road, but to see the, all the houses well bedecked in the Christmas lights, fantastic oh, great, uh, with yeah. the, the getting into it, you know. And then to uh, go into uh, Sullivan's in uh, Calais, you know, it's seemingly it's a, a wonderful music uh, set up there as well. They had Sean O'Shea there a couple of times Did this they? year, yeah, they, unbelievable, yeah. And that I put in a word for yourself and Muriel as well, you <laughs> see. But uh, yeah, you see, and Fran on Stevens's day. You know, uh, the day after when you're looking for something to do. Yes. Across the, the GA field in Calais, they have uh, a local football match for charity. And uh, I just happened to, to see an ad there with uh, Stephen's Day at 12 o'clock. All proceeds from this game will support the Duffy O'Brien family. A six-year-old Paddy is experiencing a tough time, currently in hospital in Dublin, having undergone uh, huge surgery. Paddy is a wonderful Calais supporter, possibly the best supporter they have. And his dad, better known as Ducky, uh, is a current player and captain. So uh, they have a collection there on oh, uh, Sunday, gosh. you know. And yeah. I started the ball rolling, Fran. Look, putting in some few bob, whatever it is. Whether it is a euro, it is more than what was in it before I put it yeah, in. Yeah. Uh, and that, but for the people around that neck of the woods there, Templemore area, maybe Boris Lee down to uh, Ross Gray, and, and that, if you're around on Stevens this morning at 12 o'clock, just go to the field, go for a walk around that wonderful area, and throw mm. a few bob mm. in. It's for a most worthy. Calls, it's know. an area you're very fond of, actually, aren't you? you yeah, Fran, I do like it, you know, mm. and uh, that we came back as fellows at uh, road then that brings us on to Borussia and cross country then down to Belly Kale and all of that Cape. Hey, it's a magnificent country. When you're travelling that road from uh, Belly Kale across to... Uh, uh, say Clonolty, yeah, uh, yeah, and that there's a wonderful scenery up at the top of the hill there oh, on the Belly Kale Road. You know, you can gorgeous, see across yeah. into Cashel, Torres, every place around. You know, so yeah, uh, except if it's frosty. It's, it's oh a, yeah, it's, that's it's right. A, yeah, that's bad, another it's a bad thing, old yeah. road if it's frosty. Um, will we have a look at the Ga first of all? That's right, Jeff. And this uh, weekend, which is tomorrow, please God, mm. at one thirty in Temple Derry, Clonolty, Ross Moore, our representatives from the under twenty one A hurling victory in West Tipperary. 
they take on the might of Ross Gray above in uh, Temple Derry at one thirty. whilst at one thirty in Bancher uh, Carrick Swans take on the might of uh, Drummond Inch mm. and of course Drummond Inch coming out of mid to Bray this year in my book it was a huge surprise because you had the Holy Cross Belly Kale and Mike Hartley Burris and maybe the Tullus Sarsfields Holy Cross Belly Kale had won the under 17 under 19 mid for the last couple of years and indeed county titles and I thought that they would be the form team but lo and behold uh, Drummond Inch have come through and uh, the best of luck to them again the best of luck to the Swans as well uh, I suppose being from West Tipperary would like to see Clonolty Ross more advance and they would have a chance against Ross Gray who would be the favourites in that particular game but Temple Derry at 130 and uh, Bench at 130 are the places to be Very good indeed What about the rugby Johnny? What's, what's yeah Frank story? last yeah. Saturday there was a huge crowd of course compliments to Tip FM for their one Stevie Gleeson wonderful uh, commentary on the game between uh, Cashel Rugby Football Club against Nina Ormond there was a huge crowd mm. in Cashel possibly one of the biggest ever and uh, it was a wonderful game of rugby I didn't get into it but uh, the, look well done to Nina but Cashel possibly some lads would tell you Cashel could have won it but they took they turned around and they start off the second half of the league uh, now by playing each other again up in Nina sometime the 13th to January so that'll be uh, hell for leather as well up there uh, last Saturday of course just out the road it's a huge following for rugby in Kilfeekle they were playing the All-Ireland semi-final against Belly Clare the Ulster champions and Belly Clare won 15 points to 5 but uh, that was a fine game of rugby as well the usual in rugby of course there was a couple of silly mistakes here and there and Kilfeekle would say that they gifted them a try but look I suppose uh, at, at the end of the day Belly Clare into the All-Ireland junior final which Kilfeekle won uh, uh, maybe two or three years ago uh, and that and then of course I suppose the big news during the week on the rugby front was RJ Schneidem the uh, South African mm. A magnificent player he's 6 foot 8 uh, uh, he's with Munster for the last 3 years but true injury he has only played with Munster for 6 hours in the last 3 years serious? we're probably paying him a huge wage but whatever we're paying him anyway Leinster after taking him from under our noses for next season they say that uh, they're giving him uh, roughly half a million uh, a year wow uh, and depend and no no depending on his injuries or whatever else they're just taking him. But you see, friend, when you have maybe fifteen or sixteen players from what I gather that uh, are playing with Ireland, mm. the IRFU picks up their wages. So they can also play with the province. Oh, Whereas in Munster we've only four or five players that are playing with the uh, IRFU, so we have to pick up the wages for the other ten or twelve players, or maybe twenty odd players. So, uh, so it course, costs Munster a lot, oh, a lot more. more, a, a lot more. Yeah, oh. well, a way a lot more. That's from what I understand. Right. Uh, and that probably the same thing in Connacht. They probably have two or three players, Bondiaki and Hansen, uh, are probably the two big players there. You know and. Uh, I suppose, friend, uh, we'll say when one looks at a uh, programme tonight, like uh, Ulster playing Connacht in the interprovincial rugby, there's a young chap from near Kilfeek, young Flannery. He's playing out half tonight for Ulster. Uh, the, you have uh, Thomas Ahern, who's a brilliant player with Munster, came from Dungarvan, a small junior club. Alan Quinlan came from Clan William, mm. a junior club. Mm. Dennis Leamy, Cashel, a junior club at the time. Uh, ben Healy, a junior club, but uh, with, and he, with Nina, but now he's playing with Scotland. But the junior clubs never seem to get recognised uh, on the programme. You know, it is down... Well, what a shame, because they're producing the players. Yeah. Right, it's happened here with Clan Mel, produce wonderful players as well, but 
being a junior yeah. club, you just don't get recognised. But in my book, without the junior clubs, you can look at all the players that are playing with Munster, without the junior clubs' uh, uh, input mm. from the very start, just to keep the show on the road. Uh, and that of course, some yeah. of these players would never have come through. You were talking about half a million there for, for that rugby player, but and it sounds like a lot of money, and it is a lot of money, but by comparison to what the soccer players, the international soccer players... Soccer are players are getting it for diving. Yeah. <laughs> Learning oh, no. how to dive properly. Oh, oh, no. But mentioning soccer, friend, yeah. uh, of course, there's uh, over 900 teams started out in the FAI Junior Cup, which is a huge cup. And uh, now we're down to the last 32. And of course, you have three Tipperary teams in. I think Clanmill Town, maybe. Uh, uh, I was going to say Aston Villa, Peak Villa, and uh, of course, St. Michael's. St. Michael's yeah. uh, the other two uh, have home venues. St. Michael's have to travel up to Dublin and play on, listening to Tip FM, some kind of a hockey pitch up there which won't possibly suit them but they are going through a fine season they have a wonderful team in there and uh, that they seem to be well focused and, and look last year they travelled up to Donegal so travelling up to Dublin is only a, a drive up the road they'll do their best and I've no doubt that uh, uh, on the day, St. Michael's are going to be very hard to beat in that FAI Junior. Very good. You said in Thurles uh, there was a great crowd. That's right, Jeffrey. One of the biggest crowds ever assembled in Thurles last Sunday for the races. Did a wonderful crowd there. Willie yeah. Mullins uh, uh, had two or three winners there uh, and that. And everybody seemed to enjoy the crack. The facilities there are top class and you have top class horses running there from the bigger stables and that. And lads and youngsters really enjoyed it. No, it's, it's their biggest day of the year. That's where they make a few bob that'll just keep the show on the road for the other days that mightn't be as good a turnout of people but uh, it is magnificent as I often say it, like go in and see the devil's bit in the background and flog a bookmaker a cock and bull story about how the devil's bit <laughs> came there and that you know and yeah. they're tense and chippers all over the place you know it was fantastic and I love to see the youngsters enjoying the crack and they're going around with their red and white hoodies and mammies shoving them and the whole lot I got my photo taken with some girl there she had a child in a pram she says will you shove the prem I just need <laughs> I said right so anyway yeah Prime, look I just love the, the, the crack of sport uh, sure but uh, yeah. then we went on to uh, I'm just looking at all the butchers around Mm. You know, I mean, I was in Healy's yesterday in Bench at the same time, and maybe an hour later I was at Eamon's in Gordon and onto Paddy the Lamb and Johnny the Wiles, and then you have the ones in Care uh, where Shamie Quirk runs the establishment there uh, and that. But uh, Why were you doing a tour of butchers? Well, uh, you see, <laughs> 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 between pubs and everything else. Butchers, but yeah. of course. You came bearing gifts uh, this morning that's from right, Timmy. Jeff, we brought you on uh, sausages, <laughs> rashers, and black puddings. This morning early, I was up at. Uh, uh, that wonderful establishment there, Joe Hammersley. Yeah. Uh, in Clonault. He was on the he was on the show early uh the other road, so he called me over. He says I I heard he says you're going in this morning. I said I am, yeah. He said, Get them to curry. <laughs> I said, Is the liver in it? No, he says I saw him the other day. He says, Curry sex life is okay. He don't need liver that man. Ah, uh, thanks, Joe, and happy Christmas <laughs> to you and all of yours as well. Yeah, I'll tell you now. He did tell me as well, confidentially, that any of the customers that are in today or tomorrow before half nine everything is at half price now that's if I heard him right so uh, if course, you heard him right yeah of course uh, yesterday we had we were in the church in uh, Clenolty it was a concert day for the youngsters across the school in, in Clenolty and uh, that's so uh, to hear him singing and the whole lot so I just said uh, to herself you know she said uh, I said I must go out I said I've Colin H. I have to go to Tony Brennan's across the road, John Ned's. Yes, yes. So the next thing is, uh, she says, uh, well, make sure you open that girl. 
on the lock. So I went in anyway and so I was playing a game of snooker and a pint. Yes. Came out, I got the greatest reading <laughs> every man ever got. About time. So About uh, time. and remind me, friend, of a story the other night even. Uh I, I, I nudged herself about quarter and six. I said, could you tell me, I said, what time is it? Jesus, you, she said. Hold on now, you woke her up to ask her what time it was. Yeah, because you see, I don't sleep with my glasses on, so I can't see the the, the clock. She has everything oh, on her side, mobile cat. phone, clock, the whole lot. <laughs> and uh, I said, what time is it? Jesus, she said, it's a quarter to six. She said, and I was having a lovely dream. <laughs> I just said, and was I in it? She says, no, you're a bloody nightmare. <laughs> so I got my answer. But uh, last night yeah. at Bingo and Golden Friend, Nelly gave us all the nibbles. Jesus, they were beautiful. Nelly's a great one for the nibbles. Oh, though, Christ, oh, yeah. You know, yeah. and as I said last weekend, <laughs> Billy, Billy gets very little nibbles, she told me. But anyway, uh, friend, the Raceway in Rose Green, they rang to say a happy Christmas to all and sundry, and they sincerely thank Tip FM for giving them uh, the, the power of the uh, the airwaves there for, when they're doing things for charity, you know. Uh and that uh, saying happy Christmas to everybody out there, doctors, nurses, staff, ga- carers all over the place, girls and army staff, and to all the TDs. Whilst we might have went to town them during the year, from Alan Kelly, Mr. Lowry, Jackie Kale, uh, Mr. Brown, and of course Matty McGrath, and uh, Senator Herden, and all of those lads and councillors mm. who are an uh, important, play a huge part, friend, in the lo- air, local. Too, areas, and they get know. very little thanks, so in fairness. Oh, yeah, and I'll tell you, know, except abuse. Yeah, abuse, yeah. Just to wish our man. Uh, Definitely a long and happy retirement, Michael Fitzgerald. You know, he's going to be such a loss. Oh yeah, I think. huge everywhere. Yeah. I mean, like not alone for the council work, but just his uh, presence and personality yeah. around the place. And but he he can do a turn for somebody above at the top of Ahall or Hollyford or wherever. The I case hope he doesn't be. think that people will stop knocking on the door and ringing the phone because Jeez, they I'll keep, won't. I keep ringing him anyway, <laughs> and I'll tell you that. Because I remember Tom Wood tells me that uh, after all the years, people are still making contact with Tom and asking him about stuff. It's amazing. That's right. Know? Yeah, friend. And of course, uh, uh, I have uh, Joe Bergreen and and uh, heap more of them there, Coney and Tommy Kane and Mud Crow, all the old drinking buddies, you know, and uh, all of those. And hey, it's like everything else. Your man that I met there beyond Leffin's Bridge, he has become a right good friend of mine, that Tommy O'Kane. But Jesus, friend, he's some man. Did you meet him again? You know? I did, I did. Listen to me, give me a fry up one morning. Mentioning fry ups, friend. I must tell you that the very first time <laughs> that uh, Russell Sprouts came out, how do you think him out? We'll say that the very first time this particular man, he was working for a farmer, the very first time he he, uh, he got bacon and he was expecting cabbage, but he got bacon and Brussels sprouts. Right. And uh, anyway, he got himself up and uh, your man says to him, uh, uh, do you want more... Uh, Brussels sprouts. Jesus, he said, you won't believe this. He said, your missus is after making a ball said the cabbage. <laughs> <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah, to the fe- and that happened, oh, friend. God. That's a true story. It happened above in uh, Caparoo. Caparoo. Of which I hope to get there on uh, Saturday evening after the light up in Nina. Up to Buddies in Caparoo. Oh, great spot, yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah. So you're, you're going up to see Albert and all the lads I'm going up Nina, to see Albert. I have some kind of a job up there. I caught him and Gaynor. He keeps me in touch with what's happening up there. And it is wonderful to see, Fran. What I love to see when the tractors are passing by with all the lights and everything else, what I love to see is uh, the amazement in the youngsters' oh, eyes. Great, and the flashing yeah. of the lights and the whole lot, you know. Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, so that's 6pm tomorrow that si- the, yeah. the tractors are saying. Right, but, yeah. the, but there's crack all day. All day long. And I'll probably go to Philly Rides because on account of Shane McGowan. You'll I'd, have to go. Well, I'd love to sit in the same seat of where Shane McGowan sat and just talk to a few lads there, you know. Yeah. And that, so uh, I'd, I'd have uh, uh, places to get to, like Glastric and that. Place yeah, you there. have to make it there. We were looking at it on the yeah, map. On the map, there, well, yeah. it didn't on the map, but I think there's someplace up around Corini, Temple Derry. Yeah. But we have a tongue in our mouth and just knock on somebody's door. And if when I normally say, uh, is this the road to, uh, we'll just say Glastrican. Never met him before in my life. Jesus, are you the man on the radio? <laughs> Here I end up dead. Are you serious? You, oh, you wouldn't put it into the phone like everybody else around here. I try and stop the phone. I have mother of God above tonight. Stop the lights. I have it actually 15 years uh, <laughs> uh, last month. The phone? The phone, yeah. Yeah, it's about time that you got to, you know you can get an upgrade on God, those things. And Fran, you know, when I left Sullivan's pub the other night in Calais, or when we left Sullivan's pub the other night in Calais, uh, uh, do you know what I got going out the door? What? A box of chocolate and a Toblerone. <laughs> Yes, I said life is life gets better, boy. Life gets better. Why did you give you a box of chocolates and a Toblerone? I don't know, friend. <laughs> I, I haven't. Are you it. sure it was for you? Oh, it was, yeah. I have no doubt about it. Just a lovely girl there. What's her name? Oh, Fiona Hennessy uh, serving up the, the drink. She actually had two buckets of paint coming in. I think when she came in, they were out shopping and uh, was, uh, I think someplace they hadn't met her on, they called the day Black, because actually Black Friday, mm. but this is on a Monday, so she got two buckets of paint. She was painting the inside of the pub. Uh, in Sullivan's in Calais but Sean O'Shea as I said I played three or four times did he indeed yeah. isn't it great Councillor Michael Murphy was on as well and he wants to say a Merry Christmas to the great Johnny Luby as I'd, well and uh, uh, there's a formal invitation to Johnny uh, to tour Clonmel and its history and the great outdoors and maybe a public house or two I as well. I met him one day go. out there in uh, Eli's wonderful shop there in Clarehan. You met Michael? Yeah, Michael oh, coming around good. the corner. I was looking for the fixident. So <laughs> I said, here's my man, the councillor. Hey, I'd love to see that fella going for an election, uh, Mr Murphy. There my wife go, knew him well years ago in the bank. How have you been going for, for going for the general election? Oh, yeah. The big oh, don't, don't start around now. I'm not starting anywhere, but that's only me. <laughs> You know, but uh, an absolute gentleman, she said, and I'll tell you one thing, she said. Always is. She said, one man that that knows the time of day, Mm. you know, but... uh, Yeah, Are you trying to stir a, a row now in, 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 in no. Fianna Gael hey, circles? Come a minute. I was at the Cattleman's <laughs> party then last Monday night week, I think it was, in the, the Cattleman's ship. The Cattleman's party. party. The buyers and sellers in the Martin Tullis, they normally congregate in the ship. I see. And uh, do you think Billy gave a steak from? Not at all. Legs of chicken. <laughs> <laughs> I said to Billy Callan, I said, Jesus, <laughs> I don't think they're selling any, any uh, chickens. You should have given them the vegan option. Oh, there. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, a wonderful guy as well. Yeah. So, friend, yeah, that's about uh, the lot. Uh, yeah. Do you want to look back on the year for me, Johnny? Anything that? Yeah, Fran. Sort of when I look back you? on the year, we say sport and wise. I suppose Ireland in the rugby they certainly lifted our spirits for a long, long time. We all knew at the start of the campaign that we had a right rough, tough draw. Yeah. Nothing we could do about that. But they for, they performed brilliantly. Maybe like everything else, there was matches we might have won and lost, and I won. Um, we have ended up losing but at the same time I don't know had we the manpower to take on the might of uh, uh, the horses of France and South Africa and I say that in the most kindest way they're horses of men mm. you know and you're trying to take them Do on the f- physicality wise physicality is that, is, physically yeah. you know they're brutes on the field mm. and they just run straight at you and that and 
like maybe tis like everything else Johnny Sexton was brilliant for the last number of years but maybe tis like everything else we might have changed him at mm-hmm. half time if you're going back again you know and uh, Conor Murray and those lads have given great performances mm-hmm. but it's a different kind of a game now you know I, I was so sad to see how, how devastated Sexton was after, after oh yeah that. unbelievable yeah. you know <coughs> Excuse me, like he didn't play up to his yeah. dominating form. Normally, a good 10 dominant dictates the whole thing. Yeah. If your forwards are in front, he'll keep the ball in front of them, you know, and that. Uh, a wonderful guy. But for me, Fran, I suppose, uh, being from the Fourpenny Road, uh, my biggest highlights during the year were to see, was to see the likes of the Deirdre Dassey Hogan fund in. Uh, Boris Akeen mm. and English mm. uh, and they raised, success they raised 110,000 eventually for the Irish Cancer Society and 110,000 for the North Tip Hospice of which Paddy Heffern was in, mm. hugely involved up there to, on a smaller scale to see ourselves in gold maybe at the last minute to do uh, the uh, hospice morning mm. for the South Tip Hospice coffee morning we'd go no place without Rita and Eileen Bowles and Jane and Kathleen McCarthy and uh, Anne Corvan and all of those people that you just only tell the night before like, yeah, you know yeah. we have the coffee yeah. tomorrow morning and to raise maybe 150 more than what we raised last year like 2,200 and something and to be the biggest wish coming next year please God with a small bit of more notice that that we'd maybe get an extra 50 for the South Tip Hospice. And then when you see Colin Brown below in Clahean, I mean, for the additional school in uh, Cashel Skull Cormac, mm. I mean, like on a coffee bl- morning down there, like in Therese 2,800. Now, friend, yeah. I'm on record as saying, if it was only 20 euro mm. that you raised, mm. you don't have to raise the big figures. But if you can, just keep it small because you can go back again each year. Of course, yeah. And yeah. That, yeah. Like, well, people are so, so, so friend, generous. Like, yeah. people are wonderful. Like, I mentioned, and we'll just say, the politics will say of uh, like everybody condemned Tip FM in a huge way the burning of the hotel up mm. in Galway and mm. that but uh, and I certainly condemned myself mm. but I would have to ask uh, their last February or March when there was talk about uh, refugees those uh, misfortunate people having to leave their country and we'll say they're going to a place in County Clare and mm. they were up in arms in Clare and Leo Varadkar and Simon Coveney and Michal Martin all said oh we have to communicate far better with the people that put us into power and lo and behold they didn't communicate with the people of Cashel uh, tried to pull a fast one on a Friday evening the same thing happened uh, this time in Galway mm. now you must communicate with the people who actually put you in yeah. just tell them and what do you happened. think they're missing all of that they're, they're yeah. missing they're, they're, yeah. you see you'd wonder are they doing things underhand mm. by not telling the people and then telling them friend on a Friday evening yeah. just because Irish people as when I was saying they're about the hospices and the additional need school and the whole lot you'll get no better than uh, the Irish people yeah. uh, to support everything and anything and they will support it once it is communicated of, to of them course, yeah. and, and I uh, hate the way we're being painted or some oh, yes, groups are but, being painted as yeah, being but friend, like, racist yeah, and being far no right not at all this, uh, not. listen yeah. to me as this is you have to uh, communicate with them and first the government and they have to go and see themselves what the facilities are like in those places 
sending misfortunate people up the road two miles that they can't come down in the morning early if they want a message or go home or come down late at night uh, due to road traffic and everything else and just hiding them away out of sight out of mind you can't do that to anybody whether they're from Russia or Ukraine or of Israel course, and, or whatever and, and the case and may be some of them intense now living, living, living out of doors you know uh, my friend Liam was on and he says Johnny Luby from the Doyle representing all those poor farmers good man Johnny so I there just, you go. Uh, yeah, you see, Are you t- still thinking about that? Or what, yeah, I'm still what thinking at? big time, you know, and I tell you about the poor families, you know, like Tony Coney had a cow calf at two o'clock in the morning, but he had a nephew down from Dublin, mm. you see, that knew it all. Tony told me this confidentially. Young for knew it all. <laughs> anyway, Tony had to go out and get the rope around the, the calf's legs to pull out the, the calf. He told me this himself, and he was pulling out the calf, and, he, and they were losing out of breath. And the young fella says after half an hour, and Tony says, will you pull that? And the young fella said, stop, Tony. He says, how did the calf get in there? So I tried to show you what they know about family. Oh, but, I love uh, it. It's Clonmel Celtic, by the way, who oh, are Clan in the Mel's, last 32 I, of the unbe- FAI. Not, not Clonmel. And, and I'll tell you, and I'm absolutely thrilled that it's Clonmel Celtic because uh, I think they're only out the road here. And I would certainly, if on the day, I think it's the 13th of January or sometime Is around it, yeah. that date, uh, there's something on the tor- oh, yeah, 13th of January, and all those lads are out in the rugby. I, I, lo- I love this low blow for you. It says, I know why Johnny is visiting the butcher shops. It reminds him of his hurling days. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll tell you one thing. Uh, I said it to uh, the Clonality lads one night above Mary Gleason's. I said, you'd know all about butchers on the hurling team. So I said, you have out and out butchers on the sideline and on the field of play, you know. But, friend, again, during uh, Derry, was it done or did, or I was... I happened to have a few minutes and I went up to the graveyard in Clonolty and went to see Jimmy Morrissey's grave, a wonderful character from Clonolty and Dick Ryan, that famous greyhound trainer with Nancy's and Joe Fitzgerald and the wife there from the Forpney Road in Golden at the top of it. They were farming there at the Cross of Clune and uh, Paddy Heffernan and Alec from Ballick and you could go through the whole lot but on Joe Fitzgerald's they had a deck of cards and a greyhound oh, there on the headstone because that was his two big things in life whilst he was a wonderful holler with Golden in the 50s and the early 60s and then of course you walk out into the old graveyard and you walk down to Dylan Quirk you know and it brings back reality Frank. Heartbreaking, yeah, yeah, heartbreaking yeah. like and yeah. whilst uh, you're you're heartbreak and broken yourself with the young fella gone to Australia, are, you know. But like yeah. he's still there. Yes, you know? of course, of course he is. Yeah, and I know. say I said that to Dylan's dad as well. You yeah. Know, that, you know, but uh, sure. Look, it, it, for for some people, it'll be a difficult Christmas, Johnny. Oh yeah, but friend, I'll no tell you, listen to that. me. Is this, I'll do the same as I normally do, friend. When they serve me up the dinner first, and I don't care if it is rain and snow and a wind, <laughs> whatever the case may be, I goes out and puts it up on the roof of the car, and sure. let the bloody thing cool down. I, I love that. I think that's a great tradition. I, 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 I brilliant, yeah. Are you coming up to the Roundhill Bar on Saturday night? Jesus, friend, I could now after yeah. the what's you call it. Uh, uh, but I don't like, we'll say if my missus is listening, I don't like to actually tell her my movements. <laughs> <laughs> well, myself and Muriel will be up there, and, the, and there's nibbles. Oh, there's nibbles. Because of the Christmas right. party, and there's a big and I might say, uh, Hey, I yeah. might. I might get in touch with Floyd for a bed, you wouldn't oh, know. I've no doubt he's listening in, even though he'll say he wasn't, because if I said something about him, he'd be on the phone immediately, if it was bad. My old friend, Councillor John Fitzgerald, as well, Michael's brother, was I on to wish you a happy Christmas. He was a neighbour of Johnny's growing up. I, I wonder, is he OK after that experience? Is, are, you, are you all right, John? I mean, how many times did I say Jane Fitzgerald should have... The Blessed Virgin... <laughs> 
<laughs> I'd put her up there on that same level. She must she must have been getting a, an allowance for the two of them being counsellors, <laughs> Michael and John. But uh, yeah, wonderful. Look, fan, All right. life life has been wonderful. You know, it's like Delva said, uh, life has been good to us. Yeah. You know, and, and he uh, had the red braces on. I must call over to Fennessy's now, friend. I go pop- to Fennessy's in Clonmel. Yeah, I'll see. Wow. You. Where's my yes. oh, I have my glasses here? Yeah, I uh, I must call over and see how they're doing the breakfast because I get to care from them every. Do oh, you? Jesus, friend, your man down in Charleville. Uh, Paddy Collins. Oh, Paddy, the poet. I really enjoy you on Tip FM, trusting you will enjoy Johnny Luby, the wanted man. Paddy Collins, a loyal court fan. I hope I haven't offended you in any way, but one four lines of it was the daughters. Sinead is in banking and has Charleville, Kentork and Mill Street under her wing. When giving a loan, she'll shake your hand and say, in you, I'm now believing. Maraid is in CUH, which is Cork University Hospital, where she is a brilliant at nursing. So if you have any health problems, just give her a ring. <laughs> uh, Paddy wrote that about you. Paddy wrote um, and, no, and well, the family. about his, I suppose, yeah. his own family, you know. But yeah. I'll just finish up, friend, by saying, you know, that uh, I suppose, uh, we'll say, when the daughter got married up in Clenault years mm. ago, you know, I mean, I did say it on TPFM, you know, that uh, for the crack. But of course, it hit the wavelength then, you know, that we sent her up there for breeding. I mean, it was an awful thing to say. Thing. I must apologise in case she's listening. But it's any, too late to apologise. Yeah, no? You can imagine the scene. She's. Uh, North here in Clamell Hospital and Murchin, Dr. Murchin is her, was her boss or something like that but yes. anyway she went into the ward one evening and uh, this guy was lying in bed and you know she was amazed like he was in right good form and he was laughing and she said Paddy uh, what are you what are you laughing at? Oh, he says, I'm after hearing a fella dear on the radio. And he didn't even know Siobhan. He said, uh, he's from Golden. He said he sent uh, his daughter up to Grinaldi on for breeding purposes. And Siobhan, just, she had a needle in her hand and she says, Paddy, Paddy, she said, that's my dad. She said, no one believes him. And out she went. But anyway, listen to me. Hey, we say things it. for the crack. We have to apologise. Right. Well, happy Christmas to you and Catherine and all the family, Frank, yes. Johnny. And thanks thanks, very much. thanks hey. for a wonderful 2023. Oh, sure. Ah, all right. yeah. Hey, we'll, we'll try and uh, board Hill and then you have uh, cool, uh, Feathered. Feathered? Oh, yeah, Feathered for uh, New Year's Eve, yeah. You're New coming Year's... out to Sean O'Donovan. I, well, Sean O'Donovan has, uh, he doesn't, Sean, fair play to him, he doesn't drink. But he did say, I'll bring you any place in Tipperary. I said, right, I said, uh, the knock-in. The knock-in. And you have to make it to the knock-in. I said, the knock-in yeah. and the place in Glastrigan. Kendi's at Glastrigan. He right. said, I haven't a clue. He says, where they are. He says, but have a good mobile phone. So now, Frank. <laughs> All right, Johnny, look after yourself. Uh, great stuff. We'll take a break. Back in a moment. Tip today with Fran Curry With Slattery's Garage, puck on. You can't beat experience. With over 50 years maintaining Peugeot cars and vans, we like to call ourselves the experts. Call Slattery's Garage for a free vehicle health check today. 067-24111 or slatterysgarage.ie Now we'll be reflecting on the, the year past uh, on the panel today just after 11 o'clock but if you'd like to share your highs and lows with us um, we'd be delighted to have them so again that's 83 we're chatting to our listeners about Christmas and about Christmas's past and all of that and Shauna joins me now Shauna good morning to you Good morning, how are you? I'm very well indeed. It's going to be a busy one for you, Shauna. Is it a four-year-old you have and a little baby as well? Yeah, my daughter's nearly four and I have a six-month-old as well, so very busy house this year. I can well imagine, but Santa very definitely coming, I, w- I would uh, I would imagine, for your four-year-old. Oh, I hope so. She's been very good, uh, so we'll see him. Very very good indeed. It, it's really special when they're that age, isn't it? 
It is. It's kind of her first year really understanding yes. yeah. kind of like what Christmas is about. Even, you know, they do the nativity in school and kind of, you know, the, the baby Jesus being born. So it's her real kind of first year getting uh, the whole Christmas thing. That's great. Did she see the toy show this year, Shona? She did, yeah. And I was kind of shocked. She actually really, really enjoyed it. Um, yeah. I thought she might have been too young, but no, she did. She really, really liked it. Um, Stuffing all the other kids and making the list then for Santa and sending it off. It was it was lovely. It was nice to do. That's great, isn't it? I bet it brings back memories of your own childhood and your own Christmases. Oh, definitely. Like, trying to incorporate, we'll say, like, old traditions and then making new. It's kind of... It's the first few years are kind of hard because you don't kind of know, like, what do we want to do? What do we want to start mm. and keep up? And, but then once you kind of get it, it's really nice to kind of, you know, bring bring old with new. It's it's lovely. It's, it's nice to be to be a new parent as well again, you know, to start again. So, of yeah, it's, it's a great time. Of course it is uh, indeed. And are, are you home in your own place for Christmas or will you go to relations or what, what are you doing? No, it's actually only my second year. But yeah, we're going to do it at home ourselves. We're going to have some of um, my partner's family coming over and mm. I suppose with our, with our two girls being so small, it's nice to, to give them time to kind of wind down and relax themselves and not have to pack up what they want to bring with them and just spend the day with their toys, with their family. And yeah, yeah. yeah we're going to have it at home. Well, I'm delighted to hear it because we, we don't store out and we rarely have people in either. So it's very sort of uh, insular uh, for, for Christmas. And um, what about memories of, of Christmases past? I mean, can you remember your first Christmas and gifts and that, you know, the first Christmas you can remember, Shona? My first. Um... I'd say one of the very, very first ones I remember is obviously like most children do, getting up very, very early in the morning and going up to sneak to see if Santa has come at about four o'clock in the morning and luckily he had. Um and then still pretending to be surprised when I walked in with my my mum and dad to be like, Oh wow, how did I get this? Even though I was up two hours beforehand and I, <laughs> I couldn't sleep then after that. Um but getting like I remember like really, really certain things getting that I never even asked for. Like I remember one year I got a Nintendo Wii humongous present. But I had no idea what it was. You, oh you didn't know what to do with it? I know I didn't know what a Nintendo Wii was. Did I looked at everything else. <laughs> and I remember Mam Dad going, well, what about this? And I was like, what's that? <laughs> said to tell me what it was. And it was I got the board with it. I got every and I was like, I didn't even know what it was because I wasn't really into like electronics yet. Right. But it was huge. Now that I look at it, that was a mass. That's like getting a PS5 now. It was huge. For I was so certain. lucky. And, and very ex- very expensive at the time as well, indeed. Oh, very, very, yeah. yeah. I was really, really lucky, yeah. yeah. So so you were spoiled rotten is what you're telling me, Jonah, really. I was without even realising it, you know. <laughs> but I suppose that's, that's what parents do, isn't it? And look, I'm, I'm sure on Christmas morning my daughter will go, what's that? And it'll be the same thing all over again. That's great. There's no doubt that the highlights of uh, 2023 for you was the birth of your your, your baby. Was it a, a boy or a girl? A girl. So I have two girls. Girls. So two girls. Okay, very good. Yeah. So, uh, so six, yeah. six months old, Shauna. Yeah. Yeah, only just turned six months. So it, it's it's great. And especially for, for my eldest daughter, even for her, she's even excited for her sister's first Christmas. Oh. Like she was writing the letter with me to Santa for her sister. And when we did go to see Santa, she was kind of telling him, this is my baby sister. And, you know, she's so she's so proud to be a big sister for her little sister, especially at Christmas. And she's like, I'm going to get her this present. And, uh, oh, 
I'm going to tell Santa she's the best girl because she can't tell him by herself. And yeah, it's it's lovely. It's it's nice. It's, it's a real warm feeling. But that's the real magic of, of the whole thing. And I don't mean to be patronising yeah. to you, Shauna, but those years fly by. I mean, you oh, know, they do. just fly by. It wasn't until, and so many people said it, it's not until you have your second child, if you do, that you realise mm. how fast the oh first went. Yeah. yeah. And I'm just looking even, I have a younger brother and he's 14 and I'm going, oh my goodness. Yeah. How, when did that happen? Yeah. How did he get so old so quickly? And nieces and nephews and cousins, and they're going into secondary school now, and I'm going, but I remember them being born <laughs> two years ago. It's yes. not possible. So yeah. you do, you every year you just have to, you know, make the most and just enjoy it while you can and not worry about the small little things because it'll be fine. Well, that's you know, that's just, that's just hold very, them as long as you can. Well, that's that's very good advice. But you're dead right that you should enjoy them while you can, because as I say, those years certainly uh, fly by. Shauna, can I wish you and yours a very very happy Christmas? And thanks for making time for me this morning, Shauna. Thank, Thank you. Many happy returns. Enjoy. Bye bye. Thank you. Bye bye. You know, that's uh, Shauna speaking to us there. We'll take uh, another break. Back in just a moment. Tip FM's Tip Today with Fran Curry In association with Slattery's of Pecan, Tipperary's main Peugeot dealer. Slattery's Garage Pecan, the name you can trust for over 50 years in the Premier County. Slattery'sGarage.ie Mike was on to say the lows of the year. I know it's fresh in our memories, Fran, but uh, any normal, decent of people will find it difficult to look at the news and see parents running into uh, hospitals with their children in their arms and blood flowing from them. God help us and the powers that be can't agree on a ceasefire. I'm sure we don't know the half of it, says uh, Mike. And that's obviously making reference to the awfulness that's happening in Gaza at uh, the moment. Uh, 083 311 Now, we're talking about Christmas and memories and all of that. And Teresa joins me. Teresa, good morning to you. Morning, Fran. How are you? I'm very well indeed. Good to talk to you today, Teresa. I know it's not gentlemanly for um, a fella to talk about a lady's age, but you did celebrate a big birthday, did you not? I did, Fran, and I don't mind in the least because, I mean, it's one thing we all have to have. I was 60 there on Wednesday. Right. And was, was that... Was it a milestone for you, the the six zero, Teresa, was it? I, as I say, it's it's a thing that's to happen. We can't stop it. I enjoyed it. And you know what? It's part of life, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. But so no, 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 know, no big deal about it as far as you're concerned, no. Well, friend, I tell you, we, the biggest deal is I had a few good friends into the house that night and I often said if the guards didn't come around and rest us for laughing, they never would. <laughs> <laughs> now, I tell you, the crack was mighty and um, I didn't bother with a big hoo-ha because I'm not into really a big hoo-ha in that situation. Yeah, yeah. Um, we had four good friends and I can mention Catherine and Jerry Shields, Sean Kramer and Kathleen O'Connor here in Port. And I tell you, when you put the four of us, five of us together, God help anybody. <laughs> <laughs> the stories of time passed and the jokes was unbelievable. Like, and that was, you know, it was what I wanted. It was nice and handy. Oh, that's great. And are they lifelong friends, Teresa? Are they? Oh, God. Catherine and myself went to school together in Nina in the vocational school and we lost contact for a few years. And then when I came back to live in Port Rua, I started back with Catherine again. So Catherine, definitely a lifelong friend. Kathleen O'Connor, sure I know her as long as I know myself at this mm. stage. And Sean Kramer, the great Sean Kramer as well, total gentleman. Yeah. You know, as the saying is, we know each other a good few years now. 
Yeah, it's great to have uh, oh, friends is. friends of, of that caliber. Um, what about Christmas for you? I think you were telling Emma it's a quiet one for you this year, is it? It is, friend, because we've had enough of excitement coming up to the Christmas. My daughter-in-law, uh, Sandra, had her little baby. Hope there, she was born in October. Now she wasn't due to be born till December. Uh, but Sandra was on to you there a couple of months yeah. ago about the liver transplant, and she had that done. Um, she suffered a wee bit of preeclampsia, so for the safety of all, uh, decided to have a section and went ahead with it. But look, uh, Christmas is quite... Um, we make up for a family home on the 28th. So it's just as, as good, you know what I mean? Course, um, gives yeah. us a chance to wind down as well as get ready for the next event, as I say. You know? yeah, well, sometimes a quiet Christmas can be exactly what the doctor ordered. You know, it's, it's it should be sort of relaxing and all of that, I suppose, Teresa. Yeah. You know, sometimes if you overdo it, you you're, yeah. you don't enjoy Christmas. And I think it's a day of reflection and it's a day of doing what you want, yeah. kind of to yeah. yourself, you know, and your family, like, you know, depending on what you want. Yeah. Um, but as I said, the excitement with us now will be after Christmas when the rest of the lads are home from England, like, and that. I was thinking back, actually, I'm going to tell you a good story mm. about our house when we were growing up in below Nora. My mother, God help us, she had the turkey cooked Christmas Eve. It was sacrilegious that the turkey was cooked Christmas Eve, so she'd only have the ham to do Christmas Day. But the four boys were home, the two lads in England, and <laughs> the whole lot. But we were up in McGrath's in Bacon, as it, was, as it is now, but it was Fahey's back them days. And, of course, midnight mess was on, and the lads had a few pints, the usual, as the saying goes. But didn't they come in anyhow home and didn't they cook the turkey? Well, when she got up the following morning and looked, the turkey was practically, there was the bones left, I'd say, in the turkey. <laughs> the bites had it the night before. <laughs> oh, well, all we had that day was sausages and ham. But did she, kill, did she kill them, Teresa? Did she murder them? them? Friend, will you go wait? They were making it up to her for the rest of the year. <laughs> I mean, when I think about it, they were happy. Of course, the few pints down and a couple of sandwiches and a leg of a turkey sounded right good, like you know, at that hour of the night. <laughs> but you know, that's why I say it was happy memories like that. It wasn't. Um, oh, that's great. Yeah. It wasn't much over the top, but it was what brings back the good memories like you know yeah. and can you remember so as a child can you remember Christmases as a child Teresa can you God yeah I can friend because I suppose out the country we had nothing to kind of take us from but Christmas I remember going out into the woodland which would be good bodies at the time and collecting the pine cones and collecting the kippins and the holly oh just I loved that yeah. absolutely loved it and I mean that was part of um well, we hadn't the finances to have big decorations. Mm. So you used the nature decorations. And I must give a shout-out to a great friend of mine who's 92, and that's Joe Ryan, uh, below Nora. There he's with the Grady family. And um, Joe used to come in every Christmas, and he still does come in. And um, the first, th first time I ever got introduced to was Yellowberry Holly which I never knew existed. And seemingly it's a holly that only uh, oh. comes once every seven years. Now, the yellow oh. berry was beautiful. Yes. So it was absolutely beautiful. And there was a tree growing somewhere up near the scrub, if I remember, which would have been a woodland behind the house. Mm. And um, 
Joe used to bring down the yellow berry holly. Oh, geez, it was gorgeous. You know, mm. mix it with the red. It was beautiful. Yeah, I've never and actually then, seen course, it. I've never seen it, Teresa, but it sounds gorgeous, yeah. Yeah, I haven't seen it now in years, as yeah. I say. I must ask Joe again now if it's still there or not there. But um, that was the happy memories. We went up to the scrub which would be the woodlands, and there was hazel in it. And, of course, we bring down the hazelnuts and crack them with the hammer. <laughs> that was a brilliant thing to do. I mean, that was our... But the sim- you know what I mean? The simplicity, the simplicity of it, Teresa, was, like, wonderful, you know? Ah, oh, friend, I yeah. think, you know what? I think the simplicity of life is yeah. what was needed, and it's needed today. Yeah. As much as all gadgets are there and the whole lot in life, and they all say that everything was prog- progress. Mm. I think it's nice to go back to and reflect what simplicity was. We go out, pick our own veggies out of the garden. You do your own, you know, yeah. Mem was a great baker. The flatbread on the, the griddle bread, I think, is another name for it. The brown bread, you know, simple things. And by God, were we fed well. And she thought, I think she passed that on to all of us because we all could make a meal out of nothing, if you get my meaning. I know, but isn't, we, we isn't, that. isn't that fantastic? And yesterday on the programme, we were talking about the women of that generation, Teresa. They were wonderful women. I mean, many of them with huge families and very little money, but, but they they didn't. They made sure the kids didn't want for anything, really, you know? Well, that's what I say, friend, because, I mean, my story was like my mother was my grandmother to by right, but she's my mother to me. Yeah. I mean, the, the reared us up with nothing. Yeah. Absolutely with nothing. But one thing we had, and I think was the best, was the art of conversation, love, yeah. and you, you were fed. You had a roof over your head. The four basic things in life, I think, and sometimes people forget that simple simplicity thing. And you know what? I'm glad I grew up when I could grow up because I was able to go out the road walk and I was able to go into the wood able to meet the neighbours and we had fantastic neighbours, you know, that part. Today you're you're afraid to talk to your neighbour, you don't have that community that's there. You know, if anyone was sick, Jesus, your neighbour was on to you straight away, you all write things like that. So I'd love to see something like that again for you to realise, you know, there is more to life than just getting your laptops or getting whatever you want for Christmas or costing three or four hundred euros worth of stuff to get out and go with nature again, maybe a little bit. Now, I'm no and Ryan by no means, but I do believe in, say, walks and mm. get the, out. The environment teach and a all child, that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, teach a child the difference between trees with the ash, the oak, the beech. I mean, tell the leaves, you know, things like that. And often a family, as I say, a family day out like that, that's why I call Christmas a family time is what's needed instead of, of you know, being stuck in front of a, a laptop for the day, like, well, you know. Well, Teresa, you described it all so, so wonderfully, and thank you so much for coming on with me today, and a happy Christmas to you and your family, Teresa. Fran, happy Christmas to you and to Tip FM, and thank you for all the wonderful podcasts over the years. You've been fantastic. Uh, you're, you're and you know what? We, Tip would be lost without you, that's for sure. <laughs> Thanks, Teresa. So, Thanks, Dot. happy Christmas to everyone. Brandy, okay, happy returns. Bye-bye, Dot. Bye-bye. Uh, news uh, and information on the way. Tip today with Fran Curry With Slattery's Garage, puck on. You can't beat experience. With over 50 years maintaining Peugeot cars and vans, we like to call ourselves the experts. Call Slattery's Garage for a free vehicle health check today. 067 24111 or slatterysgarage.ie.
You're welcome back to Tip Today, 1800-938-007. Paul Lafford was on to say it's very hard to find any highs of uh, 2023. Fran, our news programmes filled with images of innocents being murdered by an out-of-control Zionist regime. Hospitals, schools, places of worship, and most horrific of all, children are the targets. United Nations protocols and resolutions broken daily while the world watches and too cowardly to intervene. History won't be kind to this generation. It's hard to find any highs while this terrorism goes on. Father Michael Toomey on to us to say the community spirit of Clonmel and Cashel in August when we were at our lowest, we were at our best. Richie was on to say the corruption in our government is astounding. Open borders and woke crap as well, says uh, Richie. Lots more coming into us where that is concerned. But right now, let's cheer ourselves up because we've all been very taken with the recent recordings of kids on the radio on Good Morning Tipperary so much so that we asked uh, Andrew to put together a kind of a Christmas special of some of the audio and Andrew's with me in studio. Good morning to you, Andrew. And thanks for doing this because there have been some amazing, well, it was all amazing, but I mean, there have been some real highlights. Yeah, I just, um, and thanks to the schools um, and the teachers and principals and all that, they've been fantastic as well. uh, And we're going to be looking, actually, if anybody's listening, if they're a school teacher or even better again, a principal, if they want to drop us a text now, um, we'll give them a shout in January and we'll come along and we'll be doing it again in the new year. What what about doing it though? Because I mean, completely unpredictable, aren't they? I mean, you never know what they're going to say. (laughs) You have no idea. You have no idea. Um, I, I always um, start by saying to, to the kids, I explain it to them, first yeah. of all, and obviously, and uh, I say to them, look, if any of you are too shy and you don't want to do it, it's perfectly fine. And uh, I kind of say, well, go on, hands up, who'd like, who'd like to have a chat with me? And like most hands will go up, but there'll be a couple that will kind of sit there and kind of, you know, they'll be a little bit, a little bit strange about yeah. doing it and they might be a little bit shy. And what always, nearly always happens is by the time we're nearly finished doing it, they say the hand kind of goes up then you know so they watch their their friends doing it first and then they and from time to time which is really lovely um happened two or three times what i'm saying last year this year now um where parents have gotten onto us and said do you know my little fella doesn't really kind of engage yeah. sort of that much and uh you know they might say you brought the best out on him but it wouldn't have been me it would have been just his class yeah and yeah, and yeah. he kind of got and involved he, got into it. And he yeah, or she got yeah, involved yeah. which which is always really really nice but we don't put any pressure on the kids to chat with us and as far as chatting about different things i i people have listened to it they're probably getting sick of the old subjects i use now because i i kind of think of fun things to ask him about like if you won money or if you're a principal for a day and they're kind of and they, i might say to him what would you like to talk about and they'd say hurling which is, of course, perfectly fine. And I'd say, no, we won't do hurling. We'll do sport in general. Yeah. Because if you're talking to five or six for each morning, by the time you get to number six, everything's been said about hurling. Okay. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. we kind of, we generalise it a little bit. But they're, they're always fantastic. And I just want to, to say to, this is not a best of, because mm. as you mm. rightly said, they're all fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Um, I went back over the last three months because a lot of the stuff I had lost down through the rest of the year. So I just picked, like, they're not even highlights. They're just yeah. random little picks of... Uh, uh, the kids chatting with us so it's man it's great I love doing it it's great crack and people seem to like it in the mornings too yeah, and you, will you, you'll continue to do oh this absolutely thing, 100%, you? Yeah. 100% yeah. that's what I'm saying if anybody's listening yeah. now and they're involved in school <clears throat> drop us a text and I'll take your number and I'll, I'll come back to you uh, in early January so um, very good so and, what are we going to listen to first okay so the the first one there is is um, it's about just over about four, about four minutes mm. and uh, we'll, we'll get down to the Christmas ones that we've been doing this week uh, this is my Karki National School and I'll be doing them again later on but there are smallies later on these are some of the older kids at my Karki National School. 
So we're going to talk about hobbies and stuff that you do after school. We often ask people that. What's your name? Alex. What do you do when you're not at school? On Mondays, I don't really have anything. Okay. But on Tuesdays, I have drama. Okay. Uh, Wednesdays, I have you club. Thursdays, I have hip-hop. What? Fridays, I don't have anything. Uh, Saturdays, I have stage school. And Sundays, I don't have anything. Yeah. And uh, the first thing I did in Drawn Academy, this is where all my classes are, yeah. I think was guitar. Mm-hmm. But then I stopped guitar. Then I did ballet, mm-hmm. then I stopped ballet, right. and then I did piano. Yeah. Well, actually, I think I did um, ballet into piano, and then I stopped ballet. And yeah. now, then I did piano for like a year. Right. And then... Can um, I just stop you and tell you I'm exhausted already? <laughs> uh, yes, I know, I talk can, a lot. Can I just put my head down here? Just uh, can, I, can you keep talking? No, no. Okay. I'll just do that, that, that. Okay. Uh, somebody just shake me when she's finished, will you? There you go. Oh, and then... And then after uh, and after my piano, then I stopped piano yeah. because I did piano for a year. Right. And then I did uh, drumming. Yeah. And then I stopped drumming. Right. right. Okay. Because I only did it for the semester uh, for this year. Yeah. Okay. And now I'm finished. Oh, thank God. <laughs> oh. oh, man. Oh, and also I also have two oh, dogs. Oh no, not again. <laughs> I also have two dogs and two cats. Okay. Uh, and also yesterday we went for <laughs> yesterday we went for a walk with the two dogs and we walked five kilometers. And now today we're gonna go for another walk, but this time with my mom because yesterday we right. went with my babysitter. Right. And then um, right. and today we we hope we can go a, another five. Okay. Uh, to mom, to mom, okay, okay, okay. My mommy says I talk a lot. Your mommy says you talk a lot. Your mommy's right. Scott, what are you going to do when you grow up? Be a couch potato. A couch potato. Yeah. Now, that's an interesting one, because I did that for a long time. But you know why I gave it up? Why? Because nobody paid me for it. Well, I just steal them. You just what? You'd steal? Yeah, I'd steal the eggs. And how much would you get for that? Well, it depends how much the eggs are. (laughs) Ask a stupid question, like, well, James, how are you? I'm good. What are you going to be when you leave school? What are you going to do? I don't know now. Anything, I suppose, when I get up to. Anything when you get up to? Yeah, anything I get up to, sure, I'll do it. You'll do I? that, yeah. Well, sure. that's a great way to make money, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, OK. <laughs> yeah. You must have some idea of what you want to do. Uh, be a farmer. Farmer? Go rob eggs. Rob eggs. What's the story with the robbing eggs around oh, here, like? Why, yeah, why is everybody... What am I missing about robbing eggs, like? For pancakes? We could buy eggs, like. You don't have to be robbing anything. Okay, tell me what else then you think you might do. Go to be a butcher and cut people open. Uh, sure, wouldn't they give an old bit of meat, wouldn't they? Oh, Jesus, there's talk for you. There's talk for you. There's talk for you, huh? I know you don't want to talk to me about that. I know what you want to do. Yeah, he wants to sing, doesn't he? So what song are you going to sing for me? An old bit of country roads. A bit of country roads. You take it away. Country roads, take me home to the place I belong, West Virginia. Country roads, take me home. Uh, I, I'm, I'm actually speechless now. Will we give him a round of applause, will we? I, uh, I mean... That might be, like, the best rendition of Country Roads I've ever heard. There's actually tears in my eyes. It's actually, I am emotional now because of that. Guys, thanks for a round of applause for him again, for everybody. Brilliant. <laughs> Brilliant. Country roads take me home. You never know what they're going to Honest to God. come up with. Yeah, uh, you know? yeah. it's some crack editing. I'm telling you. <laughs> some crack editing. That. It must be. Uh, indeed, uh, yes. No, they're brilliant. And some, some of them are just full of chant like that. You know of what course, I mean? Yeah. And, uh, but, but is it against, by, by comparison to our 
day. Well, God knows mm-hmm. I'm older than you, but um, the extracurricular activities mm-hmm. that they, they mm-hmm. have every day, yeah. these kids have something going yeah. on, you know. It's, it's, yeah, as I said to Pat Murphy, off, we just used to throw stones at people. <laughs> Well, you're you're still doing that, I believe. <laughs> yeah, uh, I love I love when they're laughing. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I, I it just warms my heart, honestly. When I when I hear them giggling and, yes, and shaking, laughing, I can picture brilliant. them. Do you know what I mean? They're, they're fantastic. Yeah. Uh, next one is um, it's a mix actually. Uh, some of the kids friend from Temple Tui National School and Holy Cross Holy Cross National School. Mm, let's have a listen. Have you ever met anybody famous? Uh, no. Would you like to meet somebody famous? Yeah. Who would you like to meet? Uh, David Beckham's. David Beckham's. Yeah. Why David Beckham's? Because he's a soccer player. Yeah. And I support Man United. Right. And do you know all about him? Yeah. What's his wife's name? Uh, I don't know. Mary Beckham. Uh. Is it Mary Beckham? Is his wife? Yeah, Mary. Mary Beckham. Yeah. Do you know his kids' names? No. His sons' names? No. Yeah. yeah. He's got a son called... Cruz. What's, what's your name? Cruz. Cruz, yeah. Were you called after his son? Yeah. 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 And what's his, what's his other son's names? He's got a fella called Jimmy and a fella called Willie. Did you know that? Yeah. So he's got Willie Beckham, Jimmy Beckham, Cruz Beckham, and his wife is... Mary Beckham. Mary Beckham. Hi, Shifa, how are you? Good. All right. Have you ever met anyone famous? Johnny Sexton. Yeah, he's a great tennis player, isn't he? He's not tennis. Is he not? No. Am I mixing him up with somebody? I thought he played tennis for Holy Cross. No, does he not? No. Oh, you have to tell me about him, so I don't know about him. And uh, what does he play? Rugby. He plays rugby. Hey, Oshin, how are you? Good. All right. Who have you met that's famous? Pelly. You've met Pelly, have you? No, I didn't no, met no, no, Pelly. No. I didn't meet yeah, Pelly. Yeah, I know. Well, it'd be hard to meet him now. Do you know why? Why? Because he died. Because he died. Was he the best soccer player ever? Yeah. Do you think so? Yeah. David Beckham. David Beckham's. Yeah. Tell me again who David Beckham's wife is. Mary Beckham. Mary Beckham's. That's right, chat. We've that figured out. And who else would you like to meet? Rooney. Not Mickey Rooney, no? No, not Mickey Rooney. Hi, Alba. How are you? Good. Who have you met? Taylor Swift. No way. Where did you meet Taylor Swift? The big show. At the big show? Yeah. Oh, were you at her concert? Yeah. Okay. Where did you meet her? In Holy Cross. In Holy Cross. Yeah. I never knew that Taylor Swift played a concert in Holy Cross, did you? Yeah. Oh, she did, did she? Was she at Cutloose, was she? <laughs> That's unbelievable. I never knew to tell her Swift played at the Cutloose. Hi, Abby. Hi. How are you? Good. Who did you meet that's famous or have you ever Taylor met? Swift. Oh, you met Taylor Swift as well? Uh, was that in Holy Cross? Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I went to the same one as Alva. You went to the same concert as Alva and you met Taylor Swift. Was it a Cut Loose Festival? Yeah. Okay. Did Michael Lowry bring Taylor Swift here? Yeah. Jesus, Michael Lowry can get anybody, can't he? No, what? what? Uh, the big show was Taylor Swift's dad. Yeah. The big show. The big show was Taylor Swift's dad? Yeah. <laughs> it's very confusing now. A heavy champion wrestler. Okay. So did Taylor Swift's dad sing any songs? No. He just did wrestling. He just did wrestling. So... Michael Lowry got Taylor Swift to play here. Yeah. Yeah. And Michael Lowry also got her dad to come here, but he did wrestling. Yeah. Yeah. And she was on stage singing and her dad was wrestling. Yeah. And who was her dad wrestling? Michael Lowry. <laughs> okay, tell me what you buy if you won the lottery again. A golden chain with oh, a diamond go. on it here and some black glasses. Yeah, do you want dark glasses? Yeah. Why is uh, that? Because they look so cool. Oh, you'd look cool, okay, all right. Diamond house. A diamond house, yeah. And a Lamborghini. Yeah. 
A Lamborghini, all right. And a golden tooth. A golden tooth? <laughs> a golden tooth. Can you just picture this fella now with the dark glasses, the golden tooth, the gold necklace with the diamond, and the diamond house, and, and the head on him going around the place? I'll buy you, like, a Lamborghini, okay. and I'll buy a Ferrari, okay. and I'll buy a house, I'll buy St. James, I'll buy, like, people, I'll buy, and I'll throw them away after, once they're gone old. Hang on a minute now. <laughs> you're going to buy people, and you're going, to, you're going to throw them away when they're old? Yeah. <laughs> what? And how many people are you going to buy? One. You're going to buy one person? Yeah. And then, and then I'm going to buy St. James's Park. St. James's Park. And then Man United Stadium. Okay. I'm going to buy... I'm going hey, to how much money did you win? Three billion one hundred thousand. Is that everything, Danny? Are you happy now? No. I want to buy a farm. I want to buy a Bugatti. I want to yeah. buy Templemore. I want to buy... You want to buy Templemore? Yeah, I want to buy Tip. I want to buy Ireland. I want to buy... Okay. Dublin. Okay. I'm gonna buy it everywhere. Okay. Please tell me you're finished. Are you finished? No. Please tell me, will you? Do I have to. I need every car in the world. Every car in the world. Yeah. Yeah. Sophia, what would you do with all that money? I'd give it away to homeless people. Oh, everybody go. Oh. Is it that? I... What did I tell you? Well, she's going around helping the homeless. You'll be going around the town like an Egypt. <laughs> And is there anything you'd like to buy for yourself out of the money? I, I just use it all to give away to homeless people. To homeless people. You're so kind. That's so nice of you. Sarah, what would you do with the money? Give it to poor people. Ah, oh, are you just saying that? Is there anything you'd like yourself? No. No? Ah, oh, that's lovely, isn't it? Everybody's together. Oh! oh my <laughs> Brilliant. Holy Cross National School and uh, Temple Dewey National School mm. as well. I must have missed uh, Taylor Swift. Uh, oh, in, man. In, in, in... <laughs> and Michael Lowry. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> and the father wrestling, Michael. Yeah, uh, I love it. I it's love it's it funny, actually. Do you know, um, when you're recording that and, and you get that, <laughs> like from my point of view, and you know this yourself too, it's gold. Yeah, of course. And, and you know it. I know it. And, I, and I'm, yeah. I'm driving out and I'm coming out of that school <laughs> and I said to myself, man, this is gold. I can't, I can't wait to, to get this on the radio. Honest to God, it's yeah, very, very... Oh, and brilliant. David Beckham. And Cruz was that young fella's name. And uh, he was just so funny. <laughs> honest to God. And I, but where the like it's it's kids' imagination, but where of course, does where does it just stuff... takes flight, doesn't oh, it? Man, you know, where, Mary Beckham, Mary Beckham's, where, 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 yeah. yeah, Beckham's, David Beckham's, <laughs> and Taylor Swift's Taylor Swift's dad wrestling, uh, uh, wrestling. Like, yeah, that was a uh, like. Where does that I, come I have from? no idea. <laughs> I wonder who are they confusing her with? Oh, uh, man. You know? is, it, is it Una who was out in Holy Cross? Maybe it's Una Healy. Maybe, maybe that's uh, what was, well, maybe, maybe it could be. Maybe that's who they were talking about. I don't, and actually, I, I should say, and I'm sure they won't mind, I sent it on. I sent that clip on to Michael Lowry's lads. And, uh, oh, did you? I did, yeah. Uh, if Martin is listening, I know they enjoyed that as well. Very good indeed. All right, you have another piece for us. Will you tell us about yeah, this? Yeah, so look, so this is, uh, this, we're back in my Karki uh, school again. Now, like, if you're listening from some of the schools, it's just some of the schools we did over the last few weeks. They, mm. were, they were the ones I was able to put my hands on and um, it's it's the smaller kids yeah. right so it's the senior infants and for a while when teachers were asking me what age group I was always saying kind of 10 or 11 or 12 and then I did um, like a crash one day and it went so well because you think I, I mean maybe my I thought that, the, that they'd be too, too young I yeah. thought they'd be too small yeah, yeah. But man, I, how wrong am I? Um, they're fantastic. Now these are these are real smallies, Fran. Uh, okay. Three, three and four year olds uh, at most, I think. Uh, my Karki National School talking to us about everything Christmas this week. What age are you? Four. 
Where are you from? I don't know. You don't know where you're from, okay. No. <laughs> are you, let me have a guess, are you from, are you from France? No. Are you from America? No. Are you from Tarlis? No. How do you know? My nanny lives in Tarlis. Holy Cross. So you did know where you're from? I'm getting a piano hatch in my land surprise. Do you know what the surprise is? No. See, that's it, you see. You're not supposed to know what the surprise is. No, you can't know what the surprise is. You weren't going to talk to me at all, and now you're going to talk to me. <laughs> what are you going to talk to me about? Santy. <laughs> talk to me about Santa, so please tell me you've sent your letter, have you? I didn't write it. You didn't write it? <laughs> did you Did you email him? Mm. <laughs> he said yeah. He said yeah, is he? Yeah. Or did you Snapchat him? Mm. What's he saying now? Yeah. He said yeah. Did you find him on Facebook? Mm. What's he saying now? He said yeah to that too, is he? So you're you're talking for him, are you? So he Snapchatted him, he found him on Facebook, emailed him, but he didn't write to him. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> What's, what's Santa Claus's email address? Yeah. He said no. He's not, he's not talking to me, sure he's not. No. What's Santa Claus bringing? I can't remember. Ah, come on, did you write to him? Yes. What, what did you look for? I don't know. Ah, come on. Remember. <laughs> I don't believe you. Tell me what you were telling me, Lauren. What happened to you? You lost, what did you lose? A two. You lost a two. Did the tooth fairy come? Yeah. Did you get money? Five. Five euro? Well, you got five euros as well. I put it under my pillow with a piece of tissue. Have you got anything there? Could I pull out some of my teeth? How much is it a tooth again? Five. Five. If I give you some of my teeth, would you bring them home and collect some money for me? No. You can't pull out your teeth because they have to get wobbly and then you can pull them out if you want to. They have to get wobbly, do they? Yeah, and if you want, you can pull them out. Okay. Well, only if it doesn't hurt. Well, sure, if I got a five or a tooth, then I'd have a one... I'd have 15 euro. And I'm going to get a foot spa with water and arm A foot spa? And it's by your feet. You're getting a foot spa? Yeah, you have to put your feet into it. And and I'm getting a Gabby's braider for my surprise. I'm getting a Gabby's braider for my surprise. But it's not a surprise. You know what you're getting? Well, I have to know so... Santa Claus can give it to me. No, but you have to say a surprise, and then it has to be a surprise. So it's not a surprise if it's not a surprise. No, no he, he won't know if I, if I don't write the letter to him with it. But it's still not a surprise. I already wrote a letter with it on it. So you told him what the surprise is? It is still a surprise. OK, 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 OK. OK. All right. Hi, what's your name? Oshin Stapleton. Uh, are you looking forward to Christmas? Yeah, I'm getting a metal detector and a treasure box. It has gems in it, and you have to dig the treasure out, and I'm getting a spy kit. And I have lots of money in a jar. Where did you get all the money? It owns my daddy, but my daddy lets me have all of it. How many money have you? 1416. Where are you from? Tarlis. Okay. How much is it for a tooth in Tarlis? When it's your first toot, then then you get a lot of money. But when it's your second toot, you get a fiver. Okay. Okay, Evie, what are you getting for Christmas? I'm getting LOL cameras, can play video games. You can take videos, pictures, 
and selfies. Oh, wow. It's a LOL camera. And I'm getting a gymnastic bag which comes with spare stuff. Okay. And a Gabby dollhouse. Gabby dollhouse. And number four is a surprise. Number four? What do you mean number four? You mentioned about 12 things there. <laughs> what? Only if you have an LOL you're supposed to use as so they can stand up. Okay, I have no idea what you're on about. That's fine. I, I have no... I am... I, Anybody leaving him out stuff? What do you leave him out? I leave him out cookies and milk and a carrot for Rudolph. Because oh. I have a special plate which has pictures. So, like, there's a shape for a carrot, so yeah. I put the carrot there. There's a shape for a glass of milk, I put the glass of milk there. But the moon is a, is a circle, so that's where we put the cookies. Did everybody get that? I'm going to leave him out a mint pie and oh, yeah. milk. What are you getting for Christmas? I get a LL camper van, a LL camper van, and a LOL set of twins and a surprise. What's an LOL? What? A, what? A, what's? Uh, <laughs> an LOL set of twins. Yeah, it's it's like two dolls, but but the but the heads are much big. Big heads on them. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> what are you getting for Christmas? Roller skates. Oh, roller skates. Do you ever see me using roller skates? Yeah, I'm like a giraffe that's after drinking too much. Yeah. Okay, cool. Guess what my elf is doing. You want me to guess what your elf is doing? Yeah. Oh, is this the elf on the shelf? Yeah. Uh, has everybody got an elf on the shelf? Yeah. Yeah, a lot of people do. I have two elves for one for my little sister. And, and my elf was in the yellow vase for the flowers. Oh. And the other elf was on top of my Christmas tray. And they move around, do they? So yeah. they, they could be anywhere. Yeah, so yesterday he was up there in the sand tray and then and now he's here. And now he's there. He moves after he goes to the North Pole. Does he? Yeah. And then he comes back again? Yeah, and, and elves can fly. Well, can they? Now, when you come in tomorrow morning, will he be someplace else? Yeah. Jade, how are you? Good. What's the story with you, then? What are you looking forward to about Christmas? Guess what my elf does. Okay, what's your elf up to? My elf was dressing a fireman suit. What? In a fireman suit? Beside the fire. No way. Yes. <laughs> Brilliant. And he also was hugging my doll. Hugging your doll? Beside my doll. Are they great friends? <laughs> No, they're not great friends. Okay, that's weird, isn't it? Because they were getting married. They were getting married. The elf and the doll were getting married. Okay. Yeah. Have a lovely Christmas, guys. Big clap for the lads again. Do you know, no, heart, no. heartwarming has to be the description. Yeah, really, that's isn't good. It, it's good know? fun, isn't it? You know, and, and do you know what's lovely? We, we talk about all the technology and the mm -hmm. screens, but kids are still kids, aren't oh, they? Absolutely. There's, there's nothing like it. Honestly, yeah. they're, they're just... Um, and when they... Like, I'm kind of repeating myself, but when they open up a little bit yeah, like that, when, know, you, yeah. when they kind of feel like in that safe space where they can just let themselves... And I, I said it to you again already, I just love the laughing. I love all the laughing in <laughs> the background. You hear them laughing, yeah, because, yeah, Because yeah. um, it's, it's real, laughing. you see. You it's know, real. it's completely yeah. real. You yeah, know, yeah. No, we love, we love doing it. And as I said, we'll be back doing it again. Right, so... And if, if there are people out there who would like to get involved... Well, listen, they, they can text, but, like, I'll be heading away maybe unless you can grab some of the text later on. But but it's it's an easy email address so if anybody wants to email me it's simply andrew at tipfm.com mm. and I promise you uh, I'll follow up uh, when we're back yeah. in the new so year. So fr from the teenies up to... Everything. Yeah. Everything. Yeah, okay. Everything.
pretty much everything and we'll come and visit your school and what we do there is get on about a quarter past eight in the mornings and we do a clip from each school so we feature one school every week mm. so like the, the school will be featured across the week and all that so uh, mm. yeah we like doing it it's good and I think people like it so oh, um, brilliant do you know I should, I should say before I leave you go um, it's all with thanks to our friends at thelunchbag.ie as well. They've uh, very kindly sponsored that slot for us, so it's right, important which, that we give them a mention as well. Great too. All right. Well, happy Christmas, Andrew. Happy Congratulations. Christmas. It's a fantastic slot. We all look forward to it every single day. Um, and thanks for putting that uh, together. We'll take a break. We're back with more in just a moment. Tip FM's Tip Today with Fran Curry In association with Slattery's of Pecan, Tipperary's main Peugeot dealer. Slattery's Garage Pecan, the name you can trust for over 50 years in the Premier County. Slattery'sGarage.ie Now, so many people on to us there about kids on the radio with Andrew. Yeah, absolutely wonderful. I just think it's just uh, terrific and much more of that to come in the brand new year as well. Now, I'm glad to be joined by my lovely friend, Joan Noble. Joe, good morning to you. Good morning, friend. Hey, before I start, friend, yeah. I have to say hello to Michael Ryan below in the co-op and all the lads because I was not long out in there and they take the pee out of me every time I go in there. <laughs> and they've informed me that to get bad reception on the radio for some unknown reason when I'm on. I, I wonder what that's about now, Joe. No, I don't know. Yes, I wonder. That's the co-op opposite the hotel there in Templemore, yes, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, Michael Ryan, you know Michael. I do, of course. I know yeah. Michael extremely well. Uh, yeah. oft, often on the radio with. I believe that you have all of your shopping done, Joe, and wrapped. And I have. Yeah. I, I have as much as I'm going to do. Like. Yeah, you're very organised, Joe. I'm fine. I have only to do the grocery shopping now tomorrow, and then that's it finished. Yeah. And what has it been busy out there and about when you were shopping? And oh, it's gone mad. Is it? Yeah. Did it fit? I don't know. I mean, geez, the the, the thing the shops aren't going to open again. <laughs> I mean, if I forget something, I forget a tough titty like doesn't bother me. <laughs> uh, where where did you go shopping? I was in Port Leash. I was I was all over the place. Oh, yeah. I was in yeah. yeah, I can't remember. I was yeah. all over the different place anyway. And uh, taking my cousin out today now because we always take her out to crater and um, we probably hit toilets a clatter. Oh, very good. And indeed. she's in a wheelchair, so everybody better beware. If they stand in front of me, they'll have go home and sore ankles, like. Well, well, you're giving fair warning. You're approaching Thurlis today, so people better be careful. Get out, <laughs> get out of the way. Stay at home for a couple of hours. <laughs> are you looking forward to Christmas, though, Joe? Oh, are you Christmasing? You are. I am. I love it. I have all my decorations up here and everything, like me Santies and me everything is all. The sitting room down there is like an I know what, but anyway. Yeah. Um, I know I love it I love it friend yeah that's, it's great uh, for sure and does it bring you back memories Joe to, you oh Jane you got to do I think it brings everybody back memories this time of the year we're all inclined to reminisce aren't we oh for certain for you certain. know um, there's, there's I mean there's happy times there's sad times there's all sorts I mean there's people out there got help us and I suppose they, you know they're sad for them Yeah. you know mm-hmm. for Christmas but um, I try to push those things away you know what I mean? I try to push them to the back of my head and get on with it, yes. you know, to the best of my ability. I mean, I'm not trying to say everyone can do that. They can't. Yeah, but, but you're, uh, you're right. It's healthy. If you can do that, it, oh, it's healthy, have, isn't it? You friend, know, you yeah. have to. Otherwise, yeah. you're going to sit all over Christmas with doom and gloom. Do you I know what I mean? I and I have no intention of that. I'm going to get out there and flip and enjoy myself. Do you know what well, I mean? But that is your, that's your way, Joe, isn't it? That's, well, you know, it you're is. You're making the best of time and, you know, why you not? Have you have to make the best of time. I mean, each day is precious to yeah. me anyway. Yeah. Each day is precious. Do you know what I mean? And you make the most of I me. Mean, you wake up in the morning and I think, wow, 
He gave me another day, like. Mm. <laughs> but, you know, to black out or do something. Yeah. But, um, no, you, you have to make the most of life. Um, I, I, I love that attitude, Joe, because I remember years ago in Clontarf Castle, I worked with Maureen Potter a couple of times and oh, I, was, was I, I, I was chatting to her and she said she used to wake up every day delighted. And yeah. isn't, isn't that a lovely idea? That, well, it's you know? the truth, friend. I mean, I wake up in the morning and I'd think, brilliant, yeah. have another day. Like, do you know what I mean? Uh, I mean, one day in the morning, I'd probably get a shock. I'd wake up in the sky. But however, <laughs> you know, I mean, I'd come into my up there then. <laughs> Indeed, you will. What What about Christmas's past? Uh, Christmas is growing up, uh, Joe. What, what memories Chris, do you have? Christmas is past when I was a child. The farthest memory that I have, my dull memory isn't great, but the farthest one I have is um, I got a timber buggy or pram or whatever they call them nowadays, go cars, whatever, mm. and got an, an a cuddly elephant to put in it. A, a great elephant. A, an elephant, yeah. <laughs> And I remember um, Mammy Reard, yeah. a cousin of mine, for a lot of years, like, you know. Yeah. And uh, he actually, when he had to go, Kirk, about like an hour or so, if I had it at Lind, because he had gotten, what did he get for off a Santa? He got screwdrivers, didn't he? And whoops, you know, whoops. Yeah. Yes. He made brusque me, me, me thing and turned it into a scooter for himself. He took it apart. He took it apart and turned it into a scooter and I ended up playing with the big cardboard box that uh, <laughs> me, 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 me elephant came in with me elephant. Oh, it's brilliant. Yeah. What age would you have been? Oh, God. Back yeah. then, I'd say I was about eight, about seven eight. or eight. Yeah, yeah. I can imagine yeah. what you said to him, even at that age, Joe. Oh, well, now, in fairness, mm, friend, in yeah. fairness, my mother always told me it was my uncle taught me naughty words. <laughs> yes. And she says, she always blimped. She says, your Uncle Paddy, she said, he taught you how to swear. And, <laughs> and he done a good job of it. And is that true? Was it Paddy? Yeah, it was. All right, okay. So that's... It was. That's yeah. who we're going to blame, yeah. We, oh, yeah. We, we've been chatting about Christmas's past. For a lot of people of a certain age, Joe, it, it was much simpler times, wasn't it? Oh, Bren, it was. I mean, we we got very little off a Santa back then. Very, very, very little. I mean, one year, I remember... Um, Santi wasn't coming to my sister because she got too big. She was older yeah, than me. Yeah. She got too big. So he didn't come to her. But, well, actually, he did, in a way. Um, but I got up that morning and there was a doll and a tin of sweets. I always remember the tin of sweets. It was an actual tin of these real hard sweets that bust your teeth like. Mm. And there was a blue teeth bird on the front of it. I always remember that box. Yeah. Uh, but what i done was I thought he was being very generous this year. He gave me two boxes. <laughs> So I came out with the two boxes and the doll under my arm and I pure delighted. And I remember Manny turning around and she's saying, um, what did he, what does Auntie leave for Anna? I said, uh, nothing. He didn't. He never had <laughs> She went and she snapped the box of sweets. She said, he did that for us. And I was very disappointed about that. I thought he was being very generous giving me two boxes. So but, she took back the box. I love it. Yeah, she did. It, yeah. But we had, you know... We, we didn't have a pot to pee in. Well, we did have one of them yokes that were under the bed. But the, we didn't, we hadn't much. Daddy was always ill, like, you know yeah, what I mean? So yeah. Mammy struggled. But um, I remember Santa, he was, he was a devil. He used to hide my things. And I'd wake up at the crack of dawn looking to see that he'd come. And I couldn't find nothing. And I remember one morning I ran into Mammy and Daddy and I said, Mam, I said, Santa didn't come. Oh, she said he must have come now. This was about five o'clock in the morning, like. 
Uh, he must have come, she said, by now. She says, did you look around? I did. I said, she says, did you go outside and look in the safe? Do you know? Did, no, she asked her to the safe. It was a yoke, like, oh, Jesus. It was like an oversized bird box for all the world. Outside? Was, outside, because we yeah. had no fridge. We had no yeah. fridge. Just put the milk in, in there. Like, oh, I see what cold. you mean. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. a cold box or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it was only made of timber. Yeah. We made the front of it. But anyway... Um, she said, did you check that? So I went out and lo and behold, there was my little things from Santa. Oh, and, um, you know, like, we literally hadn't anything, but we appreciated everything. Of course. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. That it was absolutely, I loved Christmas. And that was the only, you see, again, Fran, that was the only time of the year that we would get something. Of course, yeah. Of when course. When Santa yeah. would give us something. But... You know, children, and no disrespect to anybody, it is the way life have turned and changed and what have you, but children kind of now get things nearly every time to go to the shop. Oh, sure, of course they do. But were you aware that things were tight at home uh, or, or was it kind of hidden from you? Um, it was hidden for a long time, but yeah. as I started to get that little bit older, Mammy announced to me that she'd have to leave money for Santi now. Right. For him to bring me things. Okay. And, of course, the big downer was when she had money and she couldn't leave anything for Santi and then Santi never came to me after that. Uh, and I and I found that that was very mean, that family was too mean. And the poor woman, uh, yeah. Uh, she struggled. Yeah, yeah. I mean, she struggled. You talk about struggling, mm. and my God. But all the neighbours down the road in Liskabean were were like that. Do you know what I mean? Nobody, Everybody was struggling, I suppose. Everyone you know. was struggling, yeah. as Mammy would say, except for the, the big, she, she used to call them, big shots. <laughs> <laughs> like, no yeah. disrespect now either to farmers or anybody out there, but she used to always, you know. Say, yeah, they, they, know. they were doing better. But of course, with, yeah. with your dad sick quite a lot yeah. as well, Joe. It must uh, have, he was the yeah, yeah, It must have added to, to things. It was, know. it did, of course it did. She struggled. My God, when I think of what my mother done, it was no man's business. You know, I mean, she eventually got a job, I remember, in Erin Foods. And um, she, we got winters that time. Mm. And she had only a bicycle. And she'd have to cycle from Liscavie to Erin Foods. My God. You know, they were, I mean, they were incredible women, weren't they? they absolutely. Yeah. absolutely. How, how many in family, Joe? In Mammy's? Yeah, in, in, in your own family uh, at home, yeah. You mean my sister? Yeah, yes, your siblings and stuff. Oh, yeah. I only had one. Only I only, one. Okay. I only had Anna, God rest yes. her, she's gone on me. Yeah. But I only had the one sister. Mammy came from a big family, I'm sure, at that time. I mean, they didn't have televisions or anything, did they have friends? <laughs> they didn't. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they had to occupy themselves some way, I suppose. Well, they did, and keep warm for the winter. Like a, I mean, did, when, in fairness, there wasn't, you wouldn't get an old bag of coal. Like, the, you know the, I mean? There's no secrets on this programme. Did I see on, on uh, social media, did you go to a face healer or something recently? Did oh, you? geez, she was brilliant. Was she? Friends. I went to a couple of them. Well, now, when I say a couple, over the years, I haven't been to one in donkey's years, but yeah. um, I've been to about three in my life, put it that way. Yeah. And they were all, eh, they were all right. They didn't tell me nothing that I didn't know. Do you know what I mean? The kind of, the, what, I, what they used to get to me was, there's somebody here with the initial blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Right? And sure, I mean, anyone you can relate to, any kind of thing with any. This one, no. Oh, so it's a medium as opposed to a faith healer then, was it? A, a she's a medium, but she do um, a healing as well, which I'm going to go back to her because she's right. for, for that 
her that one. Yeah. Um, but oh my God, she put the hair standing on the back of my neck, and it's not that easy to do that to me. Are you serious? I swear to God, friend. Oh my God, and, and you're, mean, you're a bit psychic yourself, so. I yeah, mean, that, she that's... picked that. She picked it up the very minute she opened the door to bring me in. <laughs> And um, I went in to her and I just got in. She shut the door and she says, oh, she says, you, you, she says, are involved with the angels too, aren't you? And I thought, now, how did you know that? And I said, well, just for myself, I said, that's all. And um, she knew what she said. I was very spiritual now. There you go, now. She obviously didn't hear me on Tip FM, but <laughs> <laughs> she said, not in the, in the line of going to churches and that. She was spot on, like. Yeah. Um, but, oh, my God, she told me how many... Children, I had an uneven number. She told me what that there were boys. She told me the, the names. The now, names? And, yes. Wow. And she said, Daddy had come and that um, he wanted, she says, who is Billy? Billy's my eldest son. And she said, well, your dad is here and you have to give him a message, which she, she gave me a message. And I did pass that message on to Billy. It was a lovely message, actually. And I did. I passed it on to him. Mm. Um, she knew so much and then people were saying, oh, did she Google you? She couldn't have. She only knew my first name. And actually, I didn't give her Joe. I gave her Joan. Right? Wow. Um, so yeah, because that's the first thing that I thought of. Did she, you know, did yeah. she, she Google or go yeah. on social media or whatever? No, but, but no. no, no. She yeah. wouldn't have been able to find me, to be honest with you. Um, and anyway, my, my um, timeline is for friends only. Yes. You know yeah. what I mean? So I don't have kind of shy yeah, company. Yeah, I know. But... Um, no, I, honestly, I didn't want to leave her. She was so good, friend. The things she told me was private things that I haven't told anybody. My God. Isn't and that, she was able to tell me. Isn't that fascinating? She was brilliant. Brilliant altogether. Well, Joe, I have, I have to have a private conversation with you about that because I'm absolutely... Yeah curious about everything that goes on where, where, oh, where that's concerned. Oh, ring me any time. Yeah, I will friend. indeed. Any time at all at all, give me a ring and I'd no problem at all. But come here to tell you, yeah. getting back to Christmas, mm. do you know another story Mammy used to, my cousin used to come in right with the tractor and trailer mm. and my aunt, auntie, sister, dressed her. She was very, very good to Mammy because she knew Mammy had nothing like. And every Christmas Eve, Tomas, oh God, be good to me, he's only after dying a few months back as well. Um, they're all freaking dying. Anyway, um, he has come in on the, the tractor and he'd have it full with spuds and vegetables and everything. And you know, that was more my highlight than Santi. But anyway, um, but he always brought Mammy a big fat goose. Right. Right? And the goose, when she'd get the goose, the goose used to be hung up with the legs on the back of the old cottage door. <laughs> Seemingly, they used to have to hang them upside down for some reason or other. I don't know why they'd done that, but they used to have to do that. And he'd be hanging there for a couple of days now. And uh, the next thing is, I'd be out in the yard, Mammy would uh, holler at me to come in for something, and I'd run in, and she'd go, will you go back and close the door and hit the heat in? And I was a bit heavy-handed, like, and I'd bang the door, will you get this unmerciful slap of this freaking goose's head, neck, uh, across the post? Oh, Lord Jesus. But, um, the, <laughs> and I used to love plucking him, but I wouldn't pluck his head or his bum. <laughs> <laughs> no, I wouldn't go near that end of him. <laughs> You're a particular yeah. where you'd pl plug him. Um, Joe, I have to leave it there, but look, uh, happy Christmas to you, Joe. And, and a very happy Christmas to you, and give a ring anytime I will, of course. on that subject. But, but thanks well, for thanks for everything during the year, Joe. Well, and Jenny, that's right, Joe. Always a pleasure. And you look after yourself, Joe. And you too, and thanks. a happy Christmas to you and yours and all in Tip FM. Thanks, Joe. Bye-bye, Janelle. That's a great Joe Noble there. 
Tip FM's Tip Today with Fran Curry In association with Slattery's of Pecone, Tipperary's main Peugeot dealer. Slattery's Garage Pecone, the name you can trust for over 50 years in the Premier County. Slattery'sGarage.ie Still getting lots and lots of messages about kids on the radio with Andrew and many people pointing out how great Andrew is with the kids and uh, that's for, for certain it's a great piece. Um, lots of our friends getting through as well to wish us all a very happy Christmas and New Year. Hello to Bernie Mannion in Laura, a great friend of mine for a lot of years. Now, Bear, how are you? And I hope Sean is well and I hope you have a fantastic uh, Christmas and uh, thanks for getting on to us today. Uh, Terry in Cash as well. Terry, I heard you were a bit uh, under the weather dose and I hope you get well very, very soon indeed and to uh, Patrick and uh, to uh, Joan and everybody who's been on to us uh, this morning and Barry and uh, all, all the gang there. Thank you so much indeed uh, for that. And yes, the Roundhill Bar um, tomorrow night with uh, Muriel we will be there and there's a, a party night going on and there's a Christmas draw and there'll be great music and chat and crack and all of that kind of thing it's kind of near near Bird Hill there on the old uh, Nina Limerick Road now another uh, regular contributor is Christine and uh, joining me now good morning to you Christine how are you? Happy Christmas. And many happy returns to you as well, Christine. Uh, you think the hype is nuts, but this is the first year that you really kind of noticed it, Christine, is it? Yeah, I mean, like, uh, like I'm so relaxed myself this year that I think I'm just, <laughs> I'm horizontal that I'm noticing everyone else just, like, <laughs> running around the place, like, you know? Yeah, and it is a bit manic, isn't it? Uh, stop. I mean, like, even this morning, I had to go in to scrub, you know, a few bits because, as I said, I'm so relaxed. I usually, I'm done. I'm the type of person you'll meet in February, and I'll be like, "Oh, you start for Christmas?" They're like, "Christmas gone." I'm like, "No, Christmas like nine months away." <laughs> nine months away. Yeah. I'm always so started, but like this year, I'm just like, nah. I'm like last minute for absolutely everything. And do you think is it worse this year in terms of the hype and all of that? Do you think, Christine? I, I don't know, I just think, like, look, I'm not going to drink an annual parade, like, if people want to get excited, let them, but, like, I just think, like, one day of the year, it's just, like, so crazy, but still at the same time, dear, it's still at the same time, it's what pe- keeps people going, and, like, you see the hype in them, and you see they're excited, and I'm just like, I don't know why, I just can't get that kick in the ass that I need to actually get excited, I think I'm worn out at this stage. Yeah, well, it's kind of been a difficult kind of year with so much going on, I suppose, as well, you know? Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. just like, I'm looking at it and I'm just like, no, nah, I'm just like, well, I mean, like, it should, I should be like so, like, you know, buzzing around the place. I'm just mm. like, no, nah, I'm so relaxed. I'd be like, I, like, if I had to win to Dunn's Sunday and face it, I'd be like, yeah, sure, I wouldn't get what I need to get. Because I'm, I'm sure, I still, like, I haven't even a turkey bought. Have you not? Wow. No, I haven't even bought my turkey yet. And if I don't get one, I'm just like, Look, we'll do a bit of space or something because, like, <laughs> you know, it's only just outside. Ah, Christine, you have to have the turkey. You have to have the turkey. <laughs> but you see, like, this is the thing. I wouldn't eat turkey from one end to the next. And because it's Christmas, I have to eat. Like, you know, I'm still going to eat the same amount of food, even though, like, I have been I indulging suppose. a bit now with the pressure on my dream button. <laughs> oh, have you indeed? Oh, yeah. I see. Yes. Oh, like, it's just, it's so much easier to pick up snacks this time of the year. Oh, whereas other time of the year, you're like, you know. I know. What, what, what were you telling us about the tree? What's the story with the, the tree this year? I didn't even put up the tree till, like, I think there last week it was. Right. And what, so you're using I, a mini tree, is it? Yeah, a small, smaller tree. Like, usually we have, like, a big massive tree and... All outside, like outside, like that this year, I put up like a small little. Well, I I won't take the credit for it now. Our elves actually did it when mm. when our little man was in bed. Our little elves came and put up the tree for us. So 
it was just like I uh, was just small little pop up one uh, like nothing fancy and that's like a small few, I mean like I put up another few lights last night around the stairs because he like has an obsession with lights <laughs> and like our house you could see it the space normally like it's so lit up and this year there isn't even like someone turns on the big light in the room I'm just like here turn that off <laughs> <laughs> uh, you'll get into it by you have a couple of more sleeps you see you'll get into it by then that's that's uh, I think sure, the sleep yeah. I need for an working night <laughs> well you see that's probably it too you're exhausted so will you get much of a break Christine um yeah well I'm well my boss is very very kindly if you're listening thank you Chris um, has very kindly giving um, Christmas Eve and Christmas Day off to me this year. So I'm not back until the day after Stephen's Day. Oh, well done. Well done. Thank so. God. Yeah. It's my first year and I couldn't tell you how many years now working. Like, I always go in for the few hours Christmas Day because I, lo- I, lo- I like, I love my job. And, like, I always find there is, like, that hype inside work where, like, we, we try to, like, you know, be as, as joyful as we can, like, yeah, for our residents course. and stuff like that that don't get to go home for Christmas. Like, so we try to be as joyful as we can and stuff yeah. like that. And it's hard in the healthcare industry because like, you have to be joyful in some situations and in other situations like you can't be joyful. So you're going from one room joyful, another room used to be relaxed, another room they don't have a clue what's going on. So it's kind of like you're you're in and out of like, yeah. hyperness. It's, 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 it's tough work, Christine. I don't know how you do it, to be honest with you. It's tough work, but <laughs> I'm sure it's, it's very I rewarding, I'm sure, is it? It is, it is. Yeah. The majority of it all, the majority of it all, yeah. whether it is a good day or a bad day, I still come out of work and I'm like, look, I'm grateful that I get to go home to my mum and, you know, stuff like yeah. this and I get to go home to my son and my fiancé and stuff like that. Like, I'm joyful for that and I do be in good spirits for that. I'm being a bit of a bad bug this year and being a bit of a grinch this year, if you want mm. to say. But, mm. like, it's just so hard for me just this year alone to kind of, like, you know, just get into, like, this Christmas spirit or yes. anything like. So, as I said, usually I'm the first person with all my shopping done everything prepped the turkey bought everything I mean like I have my ham there I'm asked to go and I bought right there's in the boot of the car and they didn't even take off the alarm so I go back to the shop <laughs> but it well, like a right stop walking in with the alarm in the bottle <laughs> Christine you, you have a lovely Christmas when you get out of that Grinch mode I know that you will anyway but happy <laughs> Christmas to you and your family and thank you and for you coming on with and, us and everyone behind the scenes that works well, friend, you're all a lovely team, um, like Emma and yourself and ah, everyone else that works there as well. So I hope you have a fantastic Christmas and an even brilliant new year. All right. Well, thanks for all the, the contributions that always cheer us up, Christine. You look after yourself, though. <laughs> Thank you so much. I Thank you. Too, Thank you. Bye-bye, Bye-bye to you now. Bye-bye. Tip today with Fran Curry With Slattery's Garage, puck on. You can't beat experience. With over 50 years maintaining Peugeot cars and vans, we like to call ourselves the experts. Call Slattery's Garage for a free vehicle health check today. 067 24111 or slatterysgarage.ie You're welcome back to the final hour of uh, Tip Today on this on a kind of a Christmassy programme. So we have an extended panel today. We're going to all posh. We have four people uh, in studio with us. Alison Devere Hunt is with us of Cashel Mar to Joe Leahy, founder of Seesaw, security consultant. Liam Brown is back with us, a community activist, of course, and Carl Clancy, columnist with uh, The Nationalist and a very regular contributor to the show as well. You're all extremely welcome and happy Morning, Christmas. Happy Christmas. Oh, 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 Thank you. And all of that kind of thing. We've kind of loosely asked you to have a look back on the year, but not in a serious kind of way or serious if you want it to be, or it could be personal or whatever. Alison, can I start with you? Um, immediately when somebody says to you look back on 2023 what what springs to mind honestly? Well it was say positive news stories were very slim they were yeah. thin on the ground um, 
And I, I said it to a few friends. I was like, you know, what was your highlight of 2023? And they were like, Jesus, I can't think of anything. You know, now that sounds very defeatist, I know. But, yeah, say, I was up in Lacey's last night. Santa arrived to Lacey's. Yes. And uh, I said to Tony behind the bar, what was your highlight? And he was like, Borlaan winning the Intermediate County Final. I was like, sure, of course, there's a super highlight. That'll do me. You know, that's, do yeah. me. Yes. And, and I suppose that were, was a great day because the team in 1996 were, um, were there that day and celebrated. Yes. So, no, it was a great day. But uh, other than that, mm. yeah, say... And was it easier to answer the lowlights of the year? Was it... Was that it was, unfortunately. You know, um, yeah. as we close, you know, the, the door on 2023, it's been a tough year in Ireland. Like, mm. to listen to that lady of the Farrells yesterday mm. and all the food parcels yeah. and gone up another 70 on this time last year. And they're all our own people. Like, while our government give freely mm. to the world between environmental things and this, that and the other. Our own are mm. suffering. And it's like a hidden poverty, isn't it? Well, it reminds me of learning about the famine in school, you know, and say, giving say, corn and that to the English and our own starving. Mm. And I, it's I, there's similarities of that going on at the moment and you know, you heard Leo Varadkar about misinformation to do with all the immigration the other day. It's not information. There is no information. Mm. And that's what's driving people mad. You know, say, <coughs> this fire in Galway, they were so quick to come out and say that that's arson. Mm. We still don't know. There's no real reports on that yet. You know, look, it most probably is, mm. you know. But... That was the, unusual. A lot of people found that unusual I've, that they immediately condemned. were able to say what exactly took place there. Exactly. Yeah. Whereas yeah. who know who knows what happened yeah. there? We yeah. don't know yet. Yeah. And you know when unfortunate that unfortunate event last month of all those say children being stabbed, mm. that was you know pushed mm. under the carpet. They didn't want to talk about that. Mm. Like we're living in very dangerous times, and I think the media have a huge amount. To, to answer for. And is that what emerged for you during the year? A lack of communication and... Massive lack of communication. Yeah. Um, but what positive was, I think people are starting to wake up a bit. Do you think so? I, I think more people are anyway. Um, mm. and, and, and do you notice some politicians are sort of doing little U-turns on this and maybe responding more to what people are Yeah, definitely. Are I was in Fermoy on Monday night. There was um, a discussion about immigration um, and they have been camping out for seven weeks mm -hmm. yeah. down there. And uh, there was a Fianna Fáil councillor spoke and he was very much with the people and he was like, I don't care what ramifications there mm -hmm. are for me. I'm standing up. Very similar to the, mm. the, the councillor up Thomas, in Galway. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, you know, once they keep that up, you know, mm. the pressure needs to be put on the government because the government don't care. Yeah. They have such disdain for the Irish people. And, and the people protesting there just before we move on, are, are they decent Oh, people, to be honest. Are, are, you know, I mean, because the impression we're given is that the, these groups are infiltrated and there's all sorts of bad actors there and stuff. Is that... I thought everyone was, you know, it was a very, um, you know, there was no, I, I say, angst. It was like our meeting in Cashel. Mm. Lemuel obviously remembers well. Mm. He was, mm. you know, the say the instigator, if mm. we can call it that. <laughs> but, yeah. and I mean, that is a huge yes, positive. of course, of course. Yeah. Um, 
But it was like that. It was a community coming together. It was a community in fear. There was one lady who spoke, Laura Boyle, who's three doors up from where uh, these uh, international protection people are supposed to be going. And she spoke about fear. She spoke about her children. I spoke to a Slovakian girl afterwards who's been in for my 20 years. She's afraid. Like, the immigrants that have come in here Mm. over the last maybe two decades, they're afraid because there's no information. Mm. And the thing is, a a disjustice has been done to the Irish people, but also to the people coming in because people are afraid and Mm. nobody knows. And... We need to, you know, all these people coming in, getting rid of documentation and we're, they're coming in their floods. Mm. And when governments say, oh, there's no evidence to show that there's, you know, any negativity here. Mm. All you have to do is look at Sweden. I've said it on the show many times. Yeah, even though the commissioner came out and said that there's no correlation between, uh, you know, people coming in and, and uh, uh, crime and that sort of thing. But uh, that's but probably the evidence for, speaks for, different. for another day. Joe, look look back on 2023 for me. Give, <laughs> give, give us some happy highlights. I'm very looking forward to Christmas after that, one of the things that came out to, to me, I suppose, was was uh, the positivity of all the young people. Young people that came out, we had a, a desperate tragic tragedy here in Clamel. I know we had one in Cashel as well, but the one here in Clamel, we had one here. You know, four young people on the twenty fifth of August. You know, it was sad for everybody. Definitely sad, obviously, for for family and you know their own neighbours and and colleagues, but. The reality was then when we moved out then to the plaza and we had the vigils after it, you know, the people came out there in their hundreds, young people in their hundreds. And there wasn't one bit of antisocial behaviour. It was all positivity. They were able to cope with the tragedy that took place. They were able to do it. And and I, I think that was fantastic for young people, that young people can come out and do this and, you know, show as was a lot of others, you know, that there's yes. there's a great future and they can do all these things. And they can cope with this tragedy. Like, it was an immense tragedy. Right. It was the terrible but, thing But cope, Joe, because collectively they were coping. Is that fair to uh, say? Yeah, I think like, collectively they were coping. But on top of that, like, if you're, you know, when you were down there for the couple of nights that everything went on there, you know, it went on for a good length of time. But, you know, the, the night that there was a, a major vigil on there, you know, like, there was no drink, there was no drugs, there was no antisocial behaviour, there was no fighting, you know, which, are, which we all keep getting this mm. negativity about. Yeah. You know, there was none of that because they all really rode in for one specific purpose yes. which was to express their grief and show their you know that to me was huge and I think another thing was uh, I think as well one of the things during the whole year that I that I always look back on like I think is the amount of volunteerism that has taken place right across the country in all aspects of life you know like um, when you look at all the different you know you look at the tidy towns you know right across the entire country you know here you are firing stuff out the window somebody else has come along cleaning it up mm. you know all that kind of thing I know people that are out there like every day you know, and they're, they're walking dogs for elderly people who can't walk their dogs. They're only simple things, but they're still huge things. I think the amount of volunteerism that has taken place, I think, is good for the country. I also think as well is that the fundraising, fundraising has taken, I was just saying it there to the lads before we came in, you know, the likes of, I sent the car, like the likes of what COVID has done, you know, the effect, the knock-on effect of COVID, besides the health, it has really changed a lot of Ireland, a lot of the, the way we were. For, for the better, Joe. Oh, I don't know, is it all for the better, Fran? Right, but, right. but it has certainly no, changed. No, sorry, it was just wondering. No, no, it has yeah. certainly changed. It yeah. has certainly changed. It, you know, the likes of the, say, you know, you don't have the cash in the pocket the way you had yeah, before. Yeah. You know, and um, 
as a result then fundraising has taken a huge hit in different yeah. ways so you have to have the card machines and you have to have all this a lot of that stuff has all changed the pub scene as you know from with mm. your other hat on has dramatically changed totally as well changed, yeah. but I think fundraising in general I think the, the, you know there was a few a few how do I word this right now a few dodgy characters throughout the fundraising there were well publicised issues in, in times past no need to go there we know who they were but the reality I think now is people are fundraising and they see who they see the cause mm. and they see it with their own two eyes and this is going to a charity it's going to local I think all that is very which, positive which is and, and see, it's yeah. great credit due to the people that organise the fundraising I think they're all huge positives that mm. we need yes I understand well what Alison is saying you know all that all, all that is happening but at the same time mm. we need to be positive I think we're coming into Christmas and I think we should be positive of course we should even though your conversation with me the other day about drugs and drug debt and all of that leading to all sorts of unfortunate situations as well. We have to keep that in mind and certainly that was evident during 2023. Yeah, that would be the one the one huge down part I would have yeah. is, is drugs and the increase of drugs and we're talking about that and we're talking about, you know, the, come before we come in. Um, to, when you see young people like being pressurised into own money for drugs and young people like, as I said, debt by yes. debt yeah, that's that's huge and it's terrible and it's so sad that has that has that that has to take place and it has also taken place in aspects outside of of drugs as well, but it's terrible that people are pushed into it. Young people, especially young people, like elderly people, are people of a more mature age. At least they have a mindset that they've gone through some bit of life and they can take some of it. They can be able to. Mm. Mm. dissect it but young people are you know when you see young people 20, 21, 22 that age group and they owe 150, 200 euro for drugs and they can't pay and they end up with no choice when they take them. that's a terrible place to be in like. and it's terrible then for their family when these same people arrive knocking on the door like three weeks after the funeral and say you still owe me the money you know like this is this is crazy in our society that this is still going on you know mm, and I said it to you the other day I'm sure a lot of people are out there going does that really happen oh you it know? does happen and it is yeah. happening and no, it, it's not it's, that I'm down to you in the league, no, no, but, I know but you know what I mean it seems so fantastical that that could be the case yeah. you know and that is the case and that yeah. is the case on the ground and I said it earlier on or I said it there during the week you on top of that then is you have all this massive intimidation. You have a, a, a serious intimidation that if you open your mouth, if you report it, you're, you're a target, your siblings are targets, your mm. parents are targets, everyone is a target. You know, and mm. at the end of the day, as I said to you, if I complain, I have to go in and face the person that's that, course, that, yeah. that is doing it to me, you know. Carl, um, you gave Emma some notes. You you described the years as a roller coaster of emotions, Carl. Yeah, I think that... Uh if you listen to what Alison and Joe have been talking about, we have 2023 is showing us far more polarisation, mm. far mm. more of a society that is swinging from extreme to extreme, where you have children turning up in their hundreds to show support and compassion and empathy for the four unfortunates who died. And those same children are the ones that we hear about who are taking mad amounts of cocaine and cocaine is becoming far more of a problem especially in the younger groups not only in the younger groups but especially in the younger groups everything's becoming polarised everything's becoming extreme you have a peaceful demonstration turns into a riot you have uh, immigration and fear but then we've taken a 100,000 Ukrainians that's an amazing feat all by itself so there's the polarisation and the juxtaposition of opposites. 
So there's a whole lot of Irish society that is, because it's highs and lows, it's uh, it's very much like taking cocaine and then having Blue Tuesday when you come down it's off it. Very very interesting observation. Because y- yeah, you you people are searching for their highs, and then their highs are really delineating the lows. Mm. That they find themselves and in. And how did we get to where we are? I mean, you know, it sounds crass, but blame somebody for me, I suppose, is what I'm saying to you. How did we get to where we are? Unfortunately, uh, our the society we live in is increasingly polarised into have and have not. And have is Instagram perfect, work your job and your side hustle, and try to make money here, there and everywhere, take care of you and only you, buy the labels that are supposed to prove how well you're doing, but they're actually proving how well the marketing company did to convince you to buy them. So the more labels you have, the better the marketing company did. And at the same time, we have people who turn around and don't have enough to eat. Mm. So we have a disparity with what we're doing with our money. Now, Joe was talking about how fundraising has taken a hit and fundraising has taken a massive hit. But at the same time, Live Golf can pay John Rand 500 million to join Live Golf. But we're fundraising for children in Gaza and the Arabic countries are paying him 500 million to join Live Golf. There seems to be a bit of a disconnect in how money is moving. Mm. and how resources are moving. Yeah, and and still you talk about the haves and the have-nots, but over the last couple of days we've been speaking to people about their memories of Christmas's past, for example, and I think it was Mary who spoke to me yesterday about her mother. To feed the children, often she went without her dinner herself, and she would make up a story, oh, I ate earlier on, but of course they all knew that she didn't, but Mm -hmm. there was only enough for to feed the kids. So... There were much more difficult times, Carl, and it didn't result in the kind of polarisation that you're Absolutely not, because everybody was going through the much more difficult times, whereas now you have a lot of people with disposable money. You will see a lot of North Face and Canada Goose jackets hanging around, uh, and I'll go back to the uh, Peter Singer uh, thesis from 1972, where he said, if you have extra money you have a responsibility to give it to charity. Every time you buy a coffee, you are using money that you could give to somebody else. Uh, Beyonce last recently got slated for drinking a €2,000 glass of wine. But that €2,000 glass of wine will probably equate to the coffees that somebody buys during their year. They, but they don't see that as it's yeah. their money to spend as they want and yeah. it's not wasteful. But it is wasteful. Liam, what, 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 what about you when you, you look back? Um, That's a funny one. We've kind of gone, we've gone quite, quite broad um, in that first question Yeah. where <clears throat> I was just thinking about the, the basic highs and lows. I suppose the, the, the biggest high is for anybody, myself and anybody listening, is that we're still here. Mm-hmm. we've made it to the end of 2023 and unfortunately an awful lot of us well we all know somebody who hasn't of course. and we're going to miss them and that's where the lows come in um, the funerals in Clamell and Cashew were mentioned they I mean they were both a high and a low they were obviously a massive low for the families involved and like it kind of showed a sense of community not just a sense of community coming together but it showed it showed how close we are that you know in the case of Clanmel 
I mean, I worked with the dad of two of them. I was I worked with an uncle of one of the girls there. So you actually realised how close you were that we're never that far away mm. in mm. families in, in small communities like Tipperary. And that's why we came together. And it's brilliant that we did come together. Because as much as we talk about, as Carl said, being an individualistic society, there are times when communities come together and pull for each other. And those those that weekend was certainly one of them. Um, on highs, uh, the Irish women get into the World Cup. Mm. That was brilliant. Yeah, brilliant. I thought yeah. it was fantastic. I was involved in, in young girls soccer when it started in Tipperary and we weren't we weren't uh, flavour of the month in a lot of clubs, but we stuck it out. We fought there. There's a lot of people involved, Darren Ward in Care and Linda Conway and the lads in Tiptown. And then we go and we watch an Irish team playing the World Cup final and you see full stadiums in Tala of young girls watching football and being inspired, which is brilliant because you also see it now in the GAA with the ladies' football and the camogie. Mm. <clears throat> they're almost as important as the men's and they certainly are as important within the groups that play it. So it's fantastic that young girls are playing sport at that level as well. Um, another big low for me would be the loss of three of our finest musicians. Uh, Shane McGowan last week, Christy Dignam not long before and probably the one that hurt me the most was Sinead O'Connor. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, when you think about it, we've lost real big presences. Mm. Like, I think nowadays when you, you mentioned Beyonce, but Beyonce is one of the very few musicians nowadays that transcends a decade or so. Mm. But so much music now is manufactured, it's pop, it's here today, it's mm. gone tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. But then you look at uh, Sinead O'Connor, who's 30 years ago, she was doing a Shane McGowan 30 years ago. You wonder which musicians nowadays are going to be talked about in 30 years' time. <laughs> I have to wonder about In the well, same yeah. breath. Yeah. Um, as for general society, there's no doubt about it. We're becoming more polarised and it's probably going to get worse next year because, of course, there's elections coming up mm. and nothing polarises uh, societies like elections. Definitely, as Alison said there, the immigration question has now absolutely burst onto the scene. It was suppressed. There's no doubt mm. about it. I think there's been a problem in this country with immigration for the past couple of years. But it was one of these things that we didn't speak about because if you did, you had a finger pointed at you, you were labelled. So it was very easy to tell people, to almost force people to stay quiet. But now you can't anymore. It's it's broken to the surface and I think it's going to become very, very important in the new year. I'm not sure we're going to talk about politics, so how much should I say mm. now? Well, um, you can say as much as you want because we're going to go around the table as, yeah, as, as, um, as well. But like, I mean, it seems to have come up quite a bit yeah, anyway. So, yeah. We have two referenda coming up in March and there's no doubt about it, but one of them is going to end up becoming a referendum on immigration because I think Matty called for a, refer a referendum on immigration. There's not going to be a specific referendum on immigration mm. put down by the government. Mm. So and even as there was, I wonder, how would you word that? Exactly, like that's that, what I'm saying. Know? It's not. So I, I believe at least one of the, the referendums in March is going to become a referendum by proxy. Mm. And I think the government are going to lose that. And I think that's going to become a very polarised debate two months before a local election. You mean it will turn into well, it turn a, in, yeah. a the, protest by the it people? Will, is I, I think it will. Um, the referendum about your... I mean, the idea of removing the word family from the constitution mm. is going to really rub a lot of people up the wrong way. Mm. It's going to be... Uh, it's going to be replaced by these a phrase durable relationships mm. it's a bit wishy-washy like I mean we know what our family are everyone knows what a family is I don't regard my family to be a durable relationship it's my family mm. but you know when that that will become uh, a way of people bringing other people into the country to join them join their durable relationships that is going to end up as a, as a referendum on immigration by proxy will be lost and as Alison said you, you, you yourself mentioned it there are now government party councillors beginning to realise that this is such a huge issue. They're beginning to turn mm. uh, 
as I think we go into February and March and the elections really come on the horizon, uh, people will begin to turn this into a really big issue. Mm. Well, Mary Lou in the in the mail Absolutely. Piece, piece today. I mean, Shin it's a real hardening of a stance you know they're there, trying to turn the ship around, and yeah. as often said, it's very hard to turn. It's very hard to turn a big ship. Mm. But they are trying to turn them around. Fianna Fáil are definitely trying to turn the ship around. Mm. Fianna Gael haven't said much yet, but I wouldn't be surprised if that comes in 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 the new year. I think it will. Um, mm. It's going to be an interesting year. There's going to be at least we're going to be going to the polls at least twice. Remember, two referendums mm. in March, local and European and, elections. Uh, and what about the possibility of a general election? Do you think? And that's that? what I said. At least twice, and yeah. I wouldn't be surprised for a third time. All right. Okay. Let me take a break, and we'll be back in just a moment. Yeah. Tip FM's Tip Today with Fran Curry In association with Slattery's of Pecan, Tipperary's main Peugeot dealer. Slattery's Garage Pecan, the name you can trust for over 50 years in the Premier County. Slattery'sGarage.ie You're very welcome back to Tip Today and very welcome back indeed to our panel today. Alison is with us, Alison Devere Hunt, Carol Clancy, Joel Dehe and uh, Liam Brown with us as well. Um, it, I should have kept the mics open uh, during that break there because it got, <laughs> it got very interesting indeed. But to kind of sum it up and to leave out some of it would be that uh, immigration, you figure, that it's going to be the big question. You've no doubt about that, have you? And you were saying that, you know, I, I made the point it's it's gone past housing and health now, but it all ties, ties it, in there, It all ties it? in yeah. completely. And to be honest, when, you've, when you're hitting 4,000 homeless children in Ireland, yeah. you know... Like, these, say, congregation of people seem to be completely forgotten. Mm. There's no care for them. It's, oh, we have to house the immigrants. We have to house the immigrants. But what about the people that are here? Mm. Like, why is there no duty of care to them? I just can't understand it. And I don't think that that's a right-wing question. I just... It doesn't make any sense. Mm. that we, Like, and look back, say... You know, over decades, we've had a homeless, you know, say a lot of homeless people, you know, over the years for a long, long time. Mm. There was never a draw, drive to get them accommodation. Like, I remember hearing a statistic back in the boom that 70% of homeless people suffered from a mental illness. And a lot of them want to be on the streets mm. and, you know. Mm. But... There was no case, and the country was a flood with money, and the country is quite a flood with money at the moment. But too. you said that passion wasn't there for to no, to do something that, about say, it. And what are you making today? The Human Rights Watch, Jog, they've launched uh, high court proceedings now against the government over its failure to provide accommodation to all international uh, protection applicants as well. So, um, again, it's kind of like I said. What about our people here, our mm. Irish people? Why are they second-class citizens? Why, you know, in their own country? Look at our young people. Yeah. They're leaving in their droves. Look at the HSC. Like, I heard you speaking about it during the week. The medics, yeah, the, the young medics, they're all they're, leaving for Australia. They have yeah. such a drive mm. to bring people in when our services have never mm. been more pathetic. Yeah. Um, and what, what do you find, Joe? I mean, you know, mental health, you're at the, the, the coalface of, of that. We don't have the services and the tell us we don't have the resources for the services and still we but, can find billions for, when but, we need to find it. But for so many years when we've had a policy in this country for so many years of just firing more money at the thing. Yeah. No matter what the hell it is, you know, you're given another grant of five million or five billion or whatever you do or whatever figures are out there. The one the one problem that I would see with a whole lot of it is that we don't seem to have any overall visionary, vi- a viable visionary plan. 
that we can come along and say, right, we need to build X amount more schools, X amount more hospitals, X amount more prisons, X amount more whatever. Any of that. We don't We don't seem to have that. Yes. And that has all happened. Okay, if you look back a bit, we've come out of a recession and we have come out of a recession. Then we come into another mini recession and we hit COVID, right? So that we've had a bit of And I'm not making excuses. I'm just saying that's exactly where it has been and that's where we are. But we still today don't have the plan to build anything. And what I say, one of the things that would concern me is that when we come to build anything or to, you know, there's mega objections, there's mega mm. problems, and then it's governed by something else, which is outside common sense. Yeah, you know, there's yeah. so many people who tell you, like, you know, that you know, we're talking off air there before we started about the road access and where how long it takes you to, if you have to go back around somewhere else. And you know, if you have something there, like in the middle of the country, it should surely be easier to access it. We have none of these things in place. We're lacking, like, in schools. We're lacking besides the immigration or all that on top of it all. We're lacking in all these things every whole year we have a row about mm. uh, school transport. School transport should be simply free for everybody mm. because at least you're getting people to school to education. And they should forget this nonsense about three kilometres or yes. four kilometres. Yeah. Or, or one road. brother having a ticket for the bus and the other brother Do you having such it. nonsense. You know, but, but, and, and, and we don't have an overall plan that we yeah. need to build all these things and we should have that plan right. and, and should be done. And any indication that 2024 might be... Sort of. No, 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 no. I think, I think, you know, you expect the unexpected. It wouldn't surprise me one yeah. bit like if we had a snap election, you know, even sooner than the other two elections. Do you think so? Two. Spring? Ah, listen, yeah. it's politics yeah. and expect the unexpected, you know. I, I, it wouldn't surprise me. Right. Okay. Carl, I, I, I know you, I, I think I know your viewpoint on, on a lot of things <laughs> from our various conversations. Are you offended by some of what we've been saying with particularly with Alison and with Liam. Are you offended of that sort of observation on what's happening out there where immigration is concerned? Absolutely not. No. Um, we have a duty of care to every human on the planet. But your duty of care starts with yourself first because you can't help anybody else unless your own house is in order. You can't invite people for Christmas without planning first to have extra food in the house. Mm. You can't have 10 people arrive if you've got a three-bedroom house. That's not offensive. That's just common sense. So build an extension. Have a plan. Do exactly what Joe's just said. Mm. Have a plan to do something. Mm. Don't knee-jerk reaction. And unfortunately, our government do want to be the best boys in Europe. Uh, we want to be seen as good Europeans. And to do that, turkeys are not going to vote for Christmas. The government are not going to do what it is required to be unpopular. Mm. They'd rather be unpopular with us than they would be unpopular as Europeans. Right. Well, well, they're they're unpopular with us, but but they're getting a, some applause where Europe is concerned. They are. So, and so th let's face it: for the last hundred years or so, uh, it's either been Fianna Fáil or Fine Gael. Mm. That's basically been the two options. Mm. Except for now that we're actually seeing that the two options are really just two sides of the same coin. You never really had an option. Mm. And anybody who thinks that Sinn Féin coming in is going to be that much different is really barking up the wrong tree as well. 
Right, because, because the, the possibility there is a, a one of coalition as well, of course. But, but which also is, yeah. because politicians, in their very makeup, half of their job is to get elected and perform well so that they get elected again. Mm. The other half of their job is, once they're elected, make you think they're performing well mm. so that you will elect them again. And that's a mm. lot of smoke and mirrors as well as it is actually yeah. doing the what, job. What came up an awful lot this year, and maybe you can explain it to me, Liam, is this not notion, and again, the the, the High Court uh, proceedings uh, play into this as well, our obligation to, to, to people. And I've been trying to look this up, and in some cases I've been told we don't have an obligation, and in other cases they're telling me about Article 15. And what, What's your... What's your thinking on this? Look, in general legal sense, you have an obligation to take in asylum seekers. But that stops at the point where the amount of you take in creates either a financial problem or a security if problem. If it affects your, your economy. And, yes. Now, let's be honest about it. One of the biggest problems we have in this country is we don't want to talk about things until they become a crisis. And that's the problem. We don't plan. Joe spoke about it, Alan spoke about it, and, and Carl, to an extent, has spoke about it there. We're constantly waiting for the crisis. It, it, let's take, go off immigration for one second, but Joe spoke about school transport. There should never be a problem with school transport in August because we know how many kids have come out of sixth class in June. So we yeah, should know completely by June. Predictable. Completely, completely predictable. Yeah. But that's the problem we have in this country. We'll actually wait until the crisis happens and then we'll go, oh, we never knew it would happen. Now, I remember sitting in the studio here with Gareth Ahern 15 months ago and saying to Gareth that we had to have a 90... At that time, saying we should have a 90-day pause on bringing any more Ukrainian refugees because I think within the first two months, 55,000 Ukrainian refugees had come in. And I knew at some point in the future that was going to create a pinch point. And Gareth was absolutely not. We have an obligation. How many should we take in, Gareth? We should take in as many as want to come. Now, that was an absolutely ridiculous statement to make when we knew that someplace down along the line there was going to be an issue with resources and we've now reached that point. The issue is here because we don't only have 100,000. I mean, the idea of bringing in a city the size of Limerick, dropping it in the country in two years and it having no effect on housing, having no effect on health services, having no effect on simple local services like GP services was madness. But yet the actual idea of saying stop for 30 days and have a think about it was anathema to a government, uh, an Oireachtas uh, representative. I was as much as called racist in the studio. And I said, look, I said, you watch it. This is what's going to happen. The other part of it is, is we, we try to suppress, I've said it already, we try to suppress people talking about it. Oh, no, you can't say that because you're right wing. You know, I know Alison well. Alison's the farthest thing from right wing. But she's outspoken. But that's what we need. Sometimes we need people to be outspoken and put their hand up and say, mm. hold on a minute. Let's stop and think for a second, because we're doing no good to people coming in either, you know, mm. if, if we're putting them into tents. And, and do you have an issue with, I mean, being outspoken? I mean, we're talking about the hate speech legislation that probably will end up on, on the books next year. Do, do you think that conversations like we're having and have had may well be stifled? Completely. And to be honest, I was only thinking of the hate speech legislation there a moment ago. That would send a shiver up my spine. And, you know, we're the talk of the world. Like, m so many have mm. come out, and a huge amount of US congressmen mm. have come out and been like, this is madness, Elon Musk, you know, say, so many. What's wrong with what we already have in place? Mm. Like, if it's not broken, don't fix it. Everybody's entitled to an opinion. Um, and it's going to shut 
people down from having it. You're basically going to be criminalised for having a thought. Like, this, that's, there's nothing democratic about that. And we're, we're in very dangerous territory. And the few people that are speaking up about it mm. are getting lambasted. Like, I think it's, it's taking away well, our it's human pa- rights. It's passed through two stages already, so there's been general now, consensus I am this, hoping you know? that some legals will bring a case well, against... Well, something it. is holding it up, so I... Presume, yeah, yeah, and, and yeah. to be honest... This was pushed through so far without mm. the the right debate the, and the right say um, procedures. But there was so, cross, and the cross, government but there was cross party. The government cro- have been questioned on that front, yeah. and they basically brushed it under the carpet. Right. They want this in. Helen McEntee said not so long ago, "This is to be in before the end of the year, and that's it." By the grace of God, thank God, I don't think that's going to happen. Right, but there's very few people talking talking against it, you know. I mean, when and, I mean the few that are, yeah, are yeah. you know, say... It's Can we move bad. on to a couple of other things? I mean, one, another big thing, and we would have discussed it many times in the programme, that was the whole RTE thing. I mean, that, that was such a... Cra- when we think back on that, was that not a crazy situation, Joe, you know? Absolutely, but... And, and I'll just refer back to what everyone is saying already. You see, I think the one, the one word that we haven't used at all here, and I often use it, is the word the system. Yeah. And that very much applies to RTE. You see, the system stands up and the system won't be touched and the system will win out in the end. And that's what has really happened in RTE. Like, like you know, a guy did a deal, he got he got a thing. Where the money came from was not his issue. His issue was that he got the deal, he signed the bottom line. And what happened then? Fired them under a bus to save the system. In my book, that's exactly what happened. And people, you know, they took away and they said this to that. Now we're coming to a stage then. What about the other people that are working in RT? Now they're all taking wage cuts. There's no jobs guaranteed and whatever else. Should have seen a mile away if I was going to happen. Because they were all, most of them were grossly overpaid for what they were at. They were spending two or three, maybe three hours a day behind the microphone and they were getting mega bucks. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy, and I know you're one of them on the same wage. Well, package, so I can't be saying. I don't want to be I'm, I'm them, blushing but, here. You yeah, see, while, while you're talking them, about that. You know, yeah. But 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 the truth of the matter is, this is yet another one of these things. But, and and but it's, what I couldn't figure about that, Joe, was that everybody knew yes. the wages they were on. Everybody yeah. knew how over the top it was. It, it, none of that surprised me. But you but know. but Liam has said earlier on, you see, what we do in this country is we, we are continually firefighting. Yes. Nobody wants to bring it up right. until it's brought up. And then it's explosive. And yeah. then it's explosive. Yeah. And yeah. We're, the, we're the very same way in so many other things in life here that we do in this country. You know, where you're talking about, say, and you didn't ask us yet, but maybe you're looking and say, into next year or something like that, you know, and you're looking at, look at the likes of discrimination, like... You can't say hello now besides you, because you're discriminating against somebody. Yes. We're getting letters now and there's so many different uh, words written at the bottom. You don't know that he, she, me, it, I, you know, I, ju- I just signed Joe because nobody knows. And That's what gone, you're identifying as. Yeah, yeah what you're identifying. And we're going, who on earth would want all those things about you? Why can't we just live and let live and get on with it? Don't insult people yes. by all yeah. means. Treat people with respect. Treat people with respect and get on with it. Why in the name of God? And why are we bringing up so many different rules well, and regulations? Well, answer your own question. Why? Because I, I, I believe the system. I think that the system is there. And I honestly think, like, I was on the, I was on the council here in Clamell, like, for five years. And, you know, so one of the best things I ever did in my life, because an awful lot of it, like, oh, I better think about what else I need to get done now in the next 12 months before I say this. But a lot, a lot, <laughs> a lot of it was how things shouldn't be done. Like, I only found out the other day, for example, that, you know, uh, uh, capital spending 
capital spending. I was in in um, the new prison in Limerick there the other day, and it cost seventy million to build the new prison. But it could only be done over three years. The capital capital spending would only allow thirty million per year to be spent. So the cost that was put in at the beginning was obviously far different to the bag of cement in the last year. But it can't be done. We have no accommodation, but yet somebody in the system says, hold on. Like, surely, the, is it politicians need to change this? Is it the system? To me, there's an awful lot of things going on in the department, mm. within the department, the permanent government, behind yeah. the permanent government, yeah. behind the scenes. Their jobs are guaranteed. Everybody has to go out there after five years and face the electorate or, or less mm. in the general election and all this kind of carry on. They're only the face of it. Yeah. To me, all the policies are made up behind the scenes, and that's where the real issue has taken place. And we haven't got the vision. To, to change yeah. that. That's a fair point, Carl, isn't it? Was what happened in RTE a sort of a cameo of what's happening in general in this country? That there's I, Well, I think it's not just in this country, but uh, certainly it is. Uh, it's a microcosm of the macrocosm. The idea that uh, certain issues get inflated and inflamed and the fire is lit under them and fanned as much as you can, serves to do nothing more than keep us talking. They keep us talking about everything else except the actual background story and the actors in the background story, which are, as Joe says, the permanent politicians, the permanent European politicians, the trend of Europe to want to go a certain way. And uh, I watched a very interesting uh, semi-comedic uh, show last night by a comedian called Trevor Noah and he talked about the furore over trans people using public bathrooms and he said I don't care what bathroom you use why is it such a big issue who decided to make it a big issue and the whole idea was that we spend so much time looking at issues that actually don't affect anyone except the person walking yes. into the bathroom. But are they smoke screens then? For, smoke screens. For they're else, they're yeah. absolutely obfuscation and yeah. distraction. Because while the RTE thing was going on, there was huge issues uh, mm -hmm. happening in politics, including the discussions around the hate speech yeah. and, yeah. you know, all, all sorts. What, what did you make of the RTE thing? And as Joe says, I mean, is it just symbolic of really the way well, we do is, things? It is. I, I remember studying... When, didn't do study in politics and, and basically it was that institutions would look after themselves. The institution will always protect itself and every now and again... At any cost. At any cost. Yeah. And every now and again when there's an attack on the institution, the institution will find a sacrificial lamb and in that case it was Ryan, it was Ryan Tuberty. He was thrown to the wolves and RT carried on. Now if you look at Ryan Tuberty since and fair play to him going off to England, that's his own business. But Oliver Callan took over the show. And remember, we were always told that the inflated price, inflated salaries were given to RTE presenters because they'd go someplace else mm. if, if they didn't pay him. The amount of people listening to um, Ryan Tuberty's show went up rather than mm. went down. Yeah, well, Jane Lars now are... Jane Lars, OK, but what mm. I'm saying to you is, is I don't think it really mattered that much. And I don't think it really matters if you pay Who's Joe Duffy yeah. 400000 a year. He's on a prime time slot on RTE. And no matter, if I was to go on to myself, I'd probably have a fairly yeah. decent yeah. thing. Now... The, the smoke screen, it's funny you bring up about what Trevor Noah said because I, I do think a huge amount of the discussion about the transgender issues is a massive smoke screen. It affects... To what? To other things that are going on. You know, while we're fighting over who goes in and out of a public bathroom, there's a... Or, uh, 100,000 people coming into, coming into the country and we're not having a discussion about that but we're worried about who's going to the toilet in, in which stall. Um, 
you, you do find an awful lot of politicians in this country, and this is funny because people often say to me, I'm involved in politics. To an extent, yes. They don't want to displease anybody. They want to please everybody. Nobody wants to say something that's offensive. Mm. Now, being offended in a, in a democratic society, it should be a given. You know, if you want to live in a democratic society and never want to be offended, well, then you're an idiot. Mm. Because me and Alison, we agree on a lot of things. We disagree on some things. We should be able to sit down and have a, a conversation and be able to walk away at the end of it and go, we can agree to disagree. Myself and Joe, myself and Karen, myself and yourself, the same. We're never going to agree on everything, nor should we, because we're in a funny society if we're all agreeing on everything. We have to have debate. But the idea that you can't say this, mm, that's yeah. wrong. Yeah. You know, you can say it, and if if, if if you can come back to me and say, I can disprove what you're saying, fine, that's brilliant. Right. But we don't have that in society. We almost think, like, funny Alison said, you know, that we're policing our, policing our thoughts. I mean, if you read the book 1984, watch yeah. the film 1984, that's exactly what that was. And we're kind of laughing at it that we could never have a society like that. But yet slowly and incrementally, it's like boiling the frog. You don't throw the frog into the boiling pot. You increase the temperature one degree at a time. That you're having your little freedoms taken away and then at the end you realise, oh my God, my big freedoms are gone and you, I never knew they were going. You know I told the people of Tipperary at the top of the show you were going to all cheer them up today. Um, <laughs> we, 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 let me just go around the table quickly on this because we only have about two minutes left. Uh, when we sit here and hopefully we'll all be healthy and well to sit here next year, Alison... Do you think we'll be discussing very similar stuff? Or where will we be at, do you think, this time next year? I think we will be discussing very similar stuff. I hope by the end of next year there may be some things tidied up and, you know, like things like self-deportation, idiotic things like that, you know, that can be tidied up very quickly. Um, I hope it's going to be a more positive society. Um... I you made a face there. Yeah, well, yeah. I just, you know, I think we're heading for the eye of the storm. Um, do you think so? I do, and I think there's an, like, there's an awful lot of people struggling, yeah. and that's not spoken about. And, you know, they're living amongst us. We know, yes. you know, a lot of them mm. well, and I think, you know, like, I was up in Lacey's last night, as I said at the start of the show, and mm. I brought the small lad up for Santi, and there was a load of kids, say, local kids and that, and it was savage yeah. and it brought me back to my own childhood of going up to the hive in Ballydine and Santy with his big black bin bag and giving us out something and all the kids got a selection box and I think you know and a lot of your speakers have spoke about similar um, experiences yes. this week and I think we need to go back to a bit about a bit of that simplicity it's completely and yeah. even listening to Laura Boyle in, uh, for my on Monday night and she said you know, she she didn't all. I think she's from Dublin originally, mm. and the sense of community that she has felt being out in the tent for the seven weeks and yeah. getting to know people that she didn't know. We need much more of that. We need to come together as a community because we're being forgotten about. And Cashel, to be honest, was the first time I really felt that this year in Holland. Of I, I I thought that too. There was that sense of it. Joe, this time next year, as I say, hopefully we'll be all sitting around the table. But will we discuss similar issues? Do you think there's... Yeah, well, I, I suppose like when it comes down to politics and things happening in the country, they're always going to be discussed at the end of the year anyway, one way or other. One of the things I'd like to see is I would like to see greater research and greater breakthrough in, in some cures for different cancers. I honestly think that it's one of the things that we haven't spoken about maybe enough. It has taken a massive amount of lives again in the past 12 months and sympathies to everybody that has been affected in that way. But I think there's groundbreaking... Um, 
things that could be done out there that should be done out there, groundbreaking research and all that. Yes. I think that that certainly needs to be done. And I think simple little things. Look, if they only just did away with the bloody mm. school bus thing that we're talking about there yes. and let everyone free. But simple imagine if they spent the difference. trillions that were spending on war, if they spent that on, oh, on imagine cancer if, research. If, Can you imagine if the, the miracles the, that the we miracles would be, that would take would place, be, yeah, be absolutely, yeah. yeah. Carl, what about this time next year? How do you think? Will it be the same topics? Will it have moved on? What, what oh, Lord, I want to be positive, but unfortunately, um, my job as I see it is to step back and look at humanity as a whole and look at the way it's going. 2023 was one of the fastest years I've ever put down. Yeah, absolutely. It turned yeah. around and 2024 has no signs of letting up. So 2024 is going to be faster and faster and faster. We're becoming more polarised and insular. We're taking less care of anything that isn't us exactly. We're being put under more pressure and more pressure. And the problem with that is if we keep going down this road, there is a cliff at the end of it. So we have got to reverse the hearse. We've got to, as Alison said, find simplicity. We have got to nurture community. We have got to redeploy our resources, as Joe said, so that we can yeah. make strides in the the opposite direction to the one we're taking. Because if we don't, we're in for one hell of a drop All in right. 2025. Uh, final word, uh, Liam, before we wrap up. Yeah, uh, I'm not going to worry about what we're going to be talking about this time in 12 months, because that's the future and we can ourselves affect that. So that's what we've got to do. I watched a brilliant film a couple of years ago called Pay It Forward, which means you know, do do something good for somebody without asking for any reward for it, mm-hmm. except to ask that person to do something good for the next person. And if you can share that, we can make a better society. I've no doubt about it that the issues that we spoke about this morning are going to become very important because we've got elections this year and they're going to be right on the election trail from the new year. But really, look out for the person next to you. If you look out for the person next to you and ask them to look out for the person next to them, we can all be better. And one other thing, let's see Tipperary win All-Ireland final and stop the Limerick drive for five. <laughs> that will make people happy, you know. I love it. All right. Thanks very much indeed. And a happy Christmas yeah. to Carl, to Alison, uh, to Joe and uh, to Liam. And thanks to everybody indeed for the warm Christmas wishes and season's uh, greetings this morning. We appreciate the time you spent with us as listeners. We look forward to reconnecting in 2024. So in the meantime, from Emma and Ali and Pat and all of the contributors and panellists uh, over the year, we hope you have a fantastic Christmas and a wonderful New Year. Do look after yourselves. Bye bye. Tip today with Fran Curry. With Slattery's Garage, puck on. You can't beat experience. With over 50 years maintaining Peugeot cars and vans, we like to call ourselves the experts. Call Slattery's Garage for a free vehicle health check today 067 24111 or slatterysgarage.ie.